In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. We take you to the Hotel Martinet in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millette and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. You gotta keep them separated. One way or another, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another, I'm gonna win you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another, I'm gonna see ya. I wanna meet you, meet you, meet you, meet you. One day, maybe next week, I'm gonna meet ya. Could you be the devil? Could you 
separated. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Friday episode. You guys, I'm so sorry I missed Thursday's episode. Let me tell you what's going on here. This is going to be even a different episode than I had planned for you as well. Today's episode or yesterday's episode was supposed to be Chris Hansen, uh, which I interviewed last week on. He has a new series uh, kind of inspired by To Catch a Predator, his old Dateline series. And it was a fascinating. I mean, I was so excited to talk to him. The audio for it is so bad that I have now uh, I've sent it off to try to get rid of the like mic pops. It's very technical, and I still I just know it sounds bad. Uh, I think it's up on the YouTube, actually. Um, I don't know if it sounds as bad on the YouTube, but the audio version of it sounds very bad. So I tried to clean it up as much as I could, and then I have sent it off, and I still have not gotten it back. And uh, I wanted to do that episode because I was also going to take you through a timeline of Balenciaga, and a couple people have walked me through not just the Balenciaga ordeal that's been over the last couple of weeks, but actually how deep this company is in terms of its pockets and where it comes from and just kind of uh, all the bizarreness about the Balenciaga ad campaign, but also the company that owns Balenciaga. So I was going to piece that and Chris Hansen together, a very serious episode. I mean, there there, there will be laughs uh, because it's me. And I have a silly mustache, but no. So I was like, okay, what do I do? And uh, listen, there are so many pop culture stories to talk about. Plus, I'm going to do a winter house recap of Thursday night or tonight's episode. Um, I'm going to I'm going to recap winter house this Austin, man. Man, I love sometimes when it's like when some of these people have a bad season, they have a bad season. Like it's, and I love that it's like Craig and Austin are like the evil tag team worldwide wrestling federation. You know, they're like Craig started off with like, "You want me to be a dick? Here we go!" And then Austin's finishing up, coming up from behind, going like, "Yo, brother, let me tap in. I'm gonna be a dick now." They just don't. I mean. Just, I think we've seen this with Vanderpump Rules where it starts to get to people's heads. Jax. Um, hey, Jax is my new buddy, by the way, and I want to tell you that story because Amy Field, one of the uh, Patreon baddies, has been asking me. I thought I talked about it, but I, I'll, I'll mention it again, how Jax has now been unblocked and follows me and comments on my posts and stuff. So we'll get into that on my Instagram. But how are you guys doing? I... 
I'm so sorry I didn't have that episode yesterday. Uh, I did do a Patreon with my friend Kate Legaco. And also, just a reminder, uh, if you want to sign up for Patreon, make sure you do it before Saturday. Because Saturday, we're doing a virtual party at 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. Um, 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. And I'll be in Arizona with Bill and Becky Bailey, my parents, who are going to be special guests. Uh, Maditza Lopez will be there. It's going to be a party. We're, it, I'm going to be wearing ugly Christmas sweaters. I might dye my beard and see if my face explodes. We're just we're going to have a good time. So if you want to have a good time with us this Saturday, join the Patreon now. And also we'll be sending out the holiday cards that Maditza has been making. Very special. Like, very special. She makes them each year. And uh, these are collector's items. I'm telling you, I, I have kept many copies of the past two years uh, just because I really, I truly think uh, Medita will be in the Guggenheim one day. I'll just say it. And she's just so, and what she's got working on, I just love so much. So that will be this Saturday. So sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I know times are tough and it's the holidays. So no worries if you can't. Just wanted to let you know it's always going to be there. And there's like, God, there's so many flipping podcasts that have never been on this main feed. Um, so it's worth a couple bucks a month, I think. No, it is. It, it is. Anyways, if you can't do that and you still like the show, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That always helps. And I say that for all podcasters, not just myself. If you like what you're listening to or if you even like it this on YouTube, make sure you support your local whatever we call ourselves. I don't know. Are we, are we calling ourselves artists, podcasters, or YouTubers? You know, just always make sure you can do the freest thing that you can would just hitting like the like button or subscribe or telling a friend about it. Uh, those are the ways that you can help me this holiday season uh, and let me know how I can help you. But today I wanted to do a fun episode where there have been so many things that have happened. Bethany Frankel on Watch What Happens Live with Jeff Lewis. One of the cringiest yet funniest episodes I've seen of Watch What Happens Live in so long. So we're going to talk about that. We've got tons of Bravo stories. Uh, so much is on TV right now. We'll, of course, be doing that on uh, a lot of these things on Monday Pop Culture Roundup. I did the Monday Pop Culture Roundup early because this Monday, our Monday Pop Culture Roundup guest will be the one and only Demois. Demois joins me for the Pop Culture Roundup this Monday, and we had a great conversation. She has her new book, Anon Please, that is out, and I actually read it. Yeah. I love that the books this year I read is Demois's book. Um, Shep's book, <laughs> like Craig's book. It's all like Bravo. I think I read Dorinda's book. You know, like I, I like I used to read. I read. I used to read like J.D. Salinger or Ayn Rand. Like I really, you know, read like thousand page books. And now I'm sitting here going through Dumas's book, which I enjoyed. But it's like this really cool, fun beach read about pop culture and things like that. And I was like, man. That's the only place where I, like, I feel like I've gotten, uh, what's the word? Just where I like TV more. <laughs> TV is so much better. Or just our phones. Our phones are so much better. So much entertainment on our phones. Wow. Uh, this was a very special day uh, because not only did we get the first three installments of the Megan and Harry Netflix docu-series, 
Uh, and then the next three episodes will be released next Thursday. I got to watch one episode. I've been trying to catch up every all week. I've been feeling like shit. My phone is broken because of like Apple storage. So I keep having to delete things. I'm missing things right and left. Like I get to the point where on my phone now, I can't even see my mail or I have to delete a bunch of stuff to get texts and then they all come in at once. It's really frightening. And I feel like Apple is just trying to get money out of me. And I'm like, I'll give you money, Apple. And then they're like, we don't have what you need. And then I'm like, what are we even doing? Why did you do this to my phone? Like, uh, anywho, not your problem. The first episode of Megan and Harry, I don't know. Listen, I'm not a fan. Well, I'm not a diehard Royals fan, you know? Like, I mean, the baseball team's all right, but like, the, I never gotten into it. But doing this for the last couple of years, you, you, you can't ignore the fandom of the Royals, the royal family. I mean, it's like the fandom of Bravo or the fandom of anything, but they're like, there's an intense fandom. And I wasn't aware of like how intense the Harry and Meghan stuff is. I did watch the Oprah interview when it came out. When was that? Like over COVID a year and a half ago or something. And I, I was like, oh, wow. And I kind of really liked them. Um, but this docu-series is interesting. I've only watched one episode and it's kind of telling the story of how they met and what they've been through. I only watched one episode, but I... Uh, listen, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if it's my bag. Like, I think it's really well produced. I do have to say it's interesting though with Meghan Markle, she gets such, I don't know. I don't know if it's a bad rap, but she, it's very interesting. Uh, her podcast on Spotify archetypes, won best podcast, best pop culture podcast at the people's choice awards, which I did a whole segment on the people's choice awards on Wednesday's episode. Um, <laughs> So they, she won best podcast. I think she has like, like five episodes out, but sure. Yeah. Okay. Like give, yeah, she's very popular. I'm, and I'm, I'm sure she seems very charming. Listen, I never watched that TV show suit she was on, but it was, I think that was popular. I think my dad liked it. Um, and that's not even shade. It's just, I don't really, I'm not aware of her work, but uh, 13 people, you guys have been let go or have left there are, I think it's Archwell, their company, Megan and Harry, and the executive producer of her podcast just um, quit or left or like they both agreed for her to leave the other day. So, I mean, it just seems like things aren't going well when you are working with them. And Lex Nico is doing a Royals podcast, I think, for Betches pretty soon, and I'm really interested to hear that. Uh, and hear her take on this because I was watching it. I was kind of bored and I was kind of like, wow, you know, it's fascinating to think from Harry's perspective, just because this is what he was raised in. And he truly turned his back, uh, rightfully so to protect his wife, he says, and raise his family. But this is what he was. This is a lineage. I mean, that's when it gets fascinating to think how far back the lineage of the royals go and what everything is such a process with them. Like, this is what they did is just, I mean, just it's like at the end of the Americans when the two spies are trying to get out of America. I mean, like, it's just wild, wild. Why? I, I just it really is shocking the more I get to learn about it that they chose to just get away entirely and he rescinded his title, you know, and his brother's going to be king one day, but I don't know. Like it, it, it I don't know. It, it was hit or miss for me, but I'm going to watch all of it just because it is 
pop culture. The Royals are part of pop culture. And listen, I'm 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 always a guy that wants to jump on a bandwagon. Uh, but but also you're just like you guys are st- you're so rich. Like how many deals do you have to get? And you can say yeah, their ex- security's got to be insanely expensive. But they've got these beautiful houses. And I don't know. I just kept thinking it's like I don't know if you guys ever saw Superman two. Yeah. I'm going to bring up Superman 2, and I don't mean the new Man of Steel one, but Superman, back in the day with Christopher Reeve, there is a movie where he gives up his superpowers because he's in love with Lois Lane, and he gives up all his power, the flying, the seeing through people's clothes, the the laser eyes, he gives it all up to live a normal life because he loves Lois Lane that much. And that's what I felt like Harry. I was like, Harry, you gave up your superpower ability of being a royal. But also, on the other flip side, uh, Meghan Markle, you know, in kind of heroic in a way, you would think, because she went and tried to get into that system. And she, the interesting part of it for me is that she, you know, she is a light-skinned black woman. And she says, she's like, I never really was taught or raised about my race and all that stuff. It it wasn't ever that big of a deal in my life until Harry came into it. And she suffered severe racism from the people over there. And that was another thing. So I'm sure when you have that amount of a spotlight and you see how hateful people can be, Listen, sometimes I'll read my own comments or I see, you know, like I'll really be careful about reviews because sometimes it can just really ruin your day. And this is like a decent, you know, sized podcast. But think about on a global scale, people having opinions of you. I mean, this is even other more than like Ramona or Bethany Frankel or whatever, you know, like people like don't know what Bravo even is. Some people I was talking about that with Duma today. We were saying like somebody was asking her. Uh, what 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 is the Bravo universe that you keep talking about? And she had to explain that Bravo is a network, but everybody kind of knows the Royals and have an opinion on them. It's just wild because it dances in between that thing of pop culture and politics, uh, and politics really suck <laughs> and, and they've sucked for quite a long time. Pop culture I love, but isn't that the interesting thing about pop culture? Is now we've almost gotten tired of regular pop culture and we've said come on in politics or come on in intense murders do you guys do this uh the old tiktok the old tiktokers i have been uh watching tiktok on my uh laptop to help me sleep if there's something relaxing i'll go in phases with tiktok like i'm kind of like i'll dabble and i'll get really into it and then i'll be like something's not natural about this but i keep my TikTok is now all about the Delphi murders, about those four young kids that got murdered a couple of weeks ago. And like the the, the weird, the, the wild thing about pop culture now is that we've taken that in. We take these grisly murder stories in. Jeffrey Dahmer became pop culture all of a sudden. Casey Anthony became pop culture last week. She had a three episode series on Peacock telling her like, yeah, I lied, but it was my dad who did it. And I still don't believe her, but that is now a pop culture topic as well. And I feel like that uh, delineation has just, the lines have been erased completely. 
what we used to think is pop culture is like sort of like bland. So now we bring all of these things that even shouldn't be considered pop culture. We bring them in. It's like I always say, I really wish Andy Warhol was alive today because he always said everybody would have their 15 minutes of fame. And he was always attracted to these kind of bizarre um, individuals, these entertainment individuals. And he got a kick out of that. And it was very artistic to him. So you would wonder, like, he if he would have a field day in today's society, like, you know, you would love some of the housewives, but would Andy, uh, I mean, would, would he freak out about it? Like, like, listen, I didn't even mean, I didn't think it was going to go this far. Like it's so much too far. The Casey Anthony thing. I'm so glad this is how fast pop culture moves. That came out last week and we aren't even talking about it anymore. That's how fast the, it, it used to be just the news cycle move fast. Now the pop culture news cycle moves fast. And sometimes I'm happy for that. Like that Dahmer series, we talked about that for like three weeks I'm like, that actually withstood for more time than usually it is. Even with these Bravo shows, what I find fascinating, you guys, is that we'll do a season and then it's like over and then we forget about it until it comes back six or seven months later. I mean, you know, like I still am thinking of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because these do dingbat ladies keep showing up to award shows. So I'm like, hey, it's really Sharona. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but it's weird, like we, we're kind of trained to devour something, have intense opinions, like we all do. I do a whole podcast about them, and then forget about them immediately. Like, isn't that wild? You remember when you were growing up and you loved a movie forever? You were like, I, in fact, I was watching uh, The Santa Claus the other day with Tim Allen. And I remember watching it when I was 16 with my parents. My parents took me and my sister uh, as a family to the Santa Claus. And I remember, like, I, did, I remember I didn't like it because I was like, oh, I'm 16. Everything, su- everything sucks. And I was watching it the other day and I was like, Tim Allen's not my favorite actor, but I was like, this is pretty, it's pretty cute. But that movie was huge. Like people still like, you know, every holiday season turn that on or home alone. Or like, we remember these things forever. Like, are we going to remember the Lindsay Lohan Christmas is it falling for Christmas. Are we going to remember that for the rest of our lives? Is that going to have the same staying power as home alone? And, you know, unfortunately, probably not. No offense to Lindsay Lohan. It's just that there's so much out there to consume. Um, I talk about this all the time, but I just truly, the more I get into it, the more I find fascinating how much we, uh, we take in and then just forget about it. Like next week is the last episode of winter house. And I guarantee you we'll forget about that show within a week. And it's not that the show is bad. There's some really entertaining scenes on Winter House. But we'll, you know, we'll move on to the next thing. I mean, think about it. February is going to be insane for us, you guys. We got New Jersey, Real Housewives in New Jersey, Vanderpump Rules, and Summer House. All in the same week. Summer House starts us off on Monday. Then we go New Jersey on Tuesday. And then Vanderpump Rules on Wednesday. I kind of wanted Vanderpump Rules on Monday. Like, that was like my old tradition and I kind of think, you know, I'm growing up. So I'm kind of like that fuddy-duddy of like, you leave Vanderpump Rules on Monday. That's how I used to enjoy it. And I was like, wow, Summer House got the Monday slot. And I was like, am I going to be ready to party with these Vanderpump kids on a Wednesday? But then you realize these Vanderpump kids have grown up as well. So they're not even really partying as much. <laughs> so, and that's all I got to say about that. I'm Forrest Gump. Um, I want to tell you the story about Jax Taylor. I thought I told it on the podcast already, but 
Amy Field keeps roasting me in my Instagram comments when I can see them. And uh, so the story is, I'm pretty sure I said this, but I don't know. I talk so much that who knows? We did a live Patreon about a month ago, and I was visiting my friend Evan. And we did it, and it was uh, a really fun thing. We we had, we had were drinking the whole time. Really fun. And also, my mom's going through some shit. I've talked about it on here as well. And, you know, like, just, it's been intense. Like, it's intense fun. Like, I visited my friend Dusty in Chicago this past weekend. Intense fun. And then there's, like, a lot of other emotions and feelings and just end-of-the-year busyness going on as well. Plus, putting out a show. You guys know. You have families. You have all that stuff. We're so busy. Um, but it was a Saturday night. And all of a sudden, my friend, my friend Janet, who I'm Janet Elizabeth, who's been on the show before, she's also very friendly with Sheena and all the Vanderpump Rules cast, and Jared Lipscomb, uh, Jared Lips, who's also been on the podcast a bunch of times, really good dude, makeup artist, just really funny. Um, all of a sudden, I get a text from Janet Elizabeth after the live I did for the Patreon, going, "Hey." Um, <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Would you unblock Jax and he wants to unblock you? And would you come on a live with us? Uh, you know, an Instagram live. And when you're t- like, and listen, I wasn't out at a club. I was in a house with two kids and his wife, my buddies. And my buddy doesn't know Vanderpump rules from summer. He, you know, he's just, well, it looks like you're happy. So that's good. Like he doesn't. And I'm just like. Yo, like that is the last thing I want to do is jump on an Instagram live with Jax. Like I just don't want to do it. But I'm like, fine, fine. Like and, and Janet, I love. I love Janet Elizabeth. She has been so great to me and to the show and always really funny. And she really vouches for Jax and Brittany. So I was like, yeah, 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 I'll unblock. And, and you know, and he unblocked me and I... I think the rumor that keeps going around is that I'm having Jax on the podcast. And that was asked of me. And I just don't know if I can do it. No offense to Jax. Like he's now, it's just weird. He's liking, he's liking all my posts. He's commenting and I'm like, I've spent a good portion of this podcast over the last three years, especially the year and a half that he, you know, is actually on the show, uh, over, COVID, I'm making extreme fun of Jax because he would just do the most boneheaded things, which now that mantle has been turned over to Austin if you're going to go by Winterhouse. So congrats, Austin, for the uh, <laughs> the title. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't find making fun of Jax as fun anymore because he's not on the show. And and this is weird because I've really had to think about this myself. Like, and also, like, blocked by Jax, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, still is amazing at roasting Jax, and she's great because she goes back and forth with him. She did do the live that night with him. Uh, she she's much better at it, and she's much better. She's she has a huge heart, but she's really she's better at being kind of snarky with Jax than I am. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the fun would be of him. I just can't see that interview where I would like call him out on things like, yo, I don't like what you said about Ariana's mental health or sexuality. Uh, I don't like that you, you returned that samurai sword that Tom Sandoval got you. I don't like that you did this. I don't like that you did that. I, I think we can all agree that he's one of the most entertaining reality show people of all time. Like if you go back and watch those early seasons of Vanderpump Rules, nobody did it better than Jax. 
unfortunately it left with a like you know he left it with a permanent scar in a lot of her heads of like this is potentially a very bad dude <laughs> but you know now it's like what, what am i gonna have him on and i was watching that live that night going like oh god because he was like Blocked by Jax was like, well, you know, do you have a problem with Tom Sandoval? And he's like, no, I'm great with Tom, da-da-da. And it just, it kind of felt very uh, fake a little bit. And like, I don't know. And listen, as much as I make fun of these people, that was like kind of the weird thing about BravoCon too, is that you realize they're real people when you meet them. And it takes some of the fun out of it. It takes some of the fun um, out of making fun of them or making fun of these moments because at the end of the day, blah, 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 we're all people, right? Like even Bethany Frankel, who I'm going to make fun of in a second, still a person, still probably got hurt by the reaction. And she probably thought she's king shit. So she's probably really shocked today that everybody found her performance on Watch What Happens Live very odd. And Jeff Lewis, who is just one of the king of deadpan roasting somebody and saying, like, just not horrific things, but just saying things in a very funny way that speaks in, like, three different languages and you're losing in each language. He's roasting you in each language. He's just so good at that. And it was very – that's what I want out of my TV, though. It was like uh, the cringeworthiness of a great Office episode. And, and Andy Cohen was so great. We don't give Andy Cohen enough credit for how quick – and funny he is. And, you know, like, listen, Bethany was like going off on one part of like, you know, if I was on a show and Andy was like, you're on a show now, Bethany, right now. And it was a really hysterical moment. I'll play some clips in a bit. But I just that's the story about the Jax thing. But it's been weird because my thing with Bravo Liberties is like, yeah, OK, like I'm, we're following each other. I don't foresee. I just don't know. Like it would have to be a fun way to bring him on. Like, I don't know. Like, if you could recap a classic one and just be like, what the fuck were you thinking here, dude? Like, maybe I could do that. But I just want to be honest with you guys because I keep getting asked this question, especially from Amy Field, Amy. Uh, that's the story. There's nothing deeper there. He's DM'd a couple times. One time he said, what are you doing? And I just said, I'm at the gym with my trainer. And that was it. Like, and because I was scared of like, oh no. Well, cause then he argued with somebody in my comments and that's when I was like, oh man, oh me. It was like the, the couple days right after I unblocked him and he followed me, he argued with somebody. And then the other day he was getting into conversations with people about my sister wives, that Cody Brown, that I just, <laughs> you know, Cody Brown post. And he was getting into conversations with that. Like the guy wants to have conversations with the people, with people. Like, I bet there's like a real, when I think about it, I get really sad because I'm sure there's a huge part of him that really still wants to be on TV and really, and not even, I don't know, not even for the lifestyle or the money. Well, maybe the money, but you know, I, I'm sure there's a part of him that misses those days. If we're going to just be truthful about it, but that's the story. It's not that fun or glamorous. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Um, you know, let, let holler at me on Instagram if you want me to have him on. I just I would want to be truthful with it, and I just don't know if he's at a place where he can. Um, I don't know. Like, I just don't know if I would buy anything that he said. And listen, like me and Jax have the same taste in a lot of movies and Netflix series and toys. Remember, you guys, I uh, should we do this right now? Um, listen, I, I am every I have just boxes around me. Um, oh, where is it? 
living out of a couple of boxes right now. Uh, dang it. This is a fun podcast. No, um, where? I thought I brought it with me. It might be in storage. I bought Jax's Rambo lunchbox from the 80s. He was collecting all of these 80s memorabilia toys, and then he created an eBay account and an Instagram account called Shop Jax's Closet. I don't know if that still exists. This is like six months ago, and I had to buy something. I told you this. And the cheapest thing on there was the Rambo lunchbox, which I got for a steal for $35. And I was like, I'll do an unboxing video on the podcast and put it up on my Instagram and YouTube and stuff. And then I just uh, had to... I had to move and all. It's just been crazy. So somewhere there is a Rambo lunchbox in a bat in a in a box. Jack's even put his return address on it. He doesn't know that I bought it, and I was gonna do it on buy. And but, uh, but how perfect a Ram- like a Sylvester Stallone Rambo lunchbox from the '80s, and I have that. That's gonna be in my reality show museum one day. It's very exciting. Um, before we get to watch what happens live, I do want to say, uh, we also were very, very privileged today because we got the first four episodes of Real Housewives of Miami on Peacock. And I'm telling you, this, this is the medicine for everything that ails you. I've only seen the first two episodes. I watched a lot of TV today, uh, uh, and did a lot of work, um, but watched a lot of TV to catch up. And the first two episodes that I saw brilliant the colors the cinematography the music it's very just vibrant and i forgot how much i miss these ladies if you have not caught up with last season it is on peacock um they aired it later on bravo i believe a peacock it's all there all the old episodes from this past season plus they had three seasons from like a decade ago me and meditza covered the first two seasons on the patreon um and it's really just a top notch top tier housewife show but you guys, this Lisa Hochstein, who is married to the plastic surgeon Lenny, we know that they're getting a divorce now, and he, like, allegedly cheated on her. But the end of the first... Why am I whispering like Lenny? The end of the first episode, they, like, do this flash-forward thing where, like, they talk about, like, get out of get out of this house. I'm going to have lawyers remove you, you know? And, you know, Lisa's like, what? da 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 Think about that. Think about being with this dude since she was like 21. He was the top plastic surgeon and like gave her like, you know, like I guess he's like the king of tits in Miami. Sorry for all the kids listening. Tits. Um, He, you know, but imagine that dude trading you in for the new, a new model, a younger person. Like her trainer said he couldn't work with her anymore because he was training his new girlfriend like that is insane but i'm telling you and then larza did you guys see larza's batut the the badonkadonk the butt like there's a scene in the first one where she's showing off her apartment that she bought with her own money from OnlyFans, i guess not scotty pippen's money is it bad of me that i think it's ridiculous that she keeps the pippen name does that make is that toxic masculinity because i think it's like i don't think you deserve the pippen name anymore and i like larza but also, do you know Lars is dating, like, well, I think she dates a lot of people, but she's dating Michael Jordan's son. And Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen played bat like they were a team. Like, what if she gets married to Michael Jordan's son and that's when she finally changes her name from Pippen to, like, Larza Jordan? Wouldn't that be insane? And how fucked up is, like, what a, you're not going to tell me that doesn't bother Scottie Pippen. You're not going to, like, I'm not even a sports guy. Even though that Chicago Bull documentary, The Last Dance, it was on ESPN over COVID, one of the best things I've ever seen. Love sports documentaries, hate sports. Um, so we see a shot of her badonkadonk from the back. She's in like, 
you know, workout gear in her new apartment. And it is just, it's, it's ridiculous. Remember, she was at the time friends with the Kardashians. And the Kardashians, even if you love them or hate them, even if you want to believe this or not, they did get PBLs or they did like they did. They made their asses like a a whole separate solar system. And that's not I'm not judging. If you have the money to do it, I have a natural BBL. I have a natural huge ass. And that's just something I was blessed with. But if I had the money, I would probably I would probably dissolve my natural ass. And now the Kardashians are dissolved because the Kardashians have money to dissolve BBLs. They have the money to do it the right way. I think Lars is like, I just bought a new apartment. I have to keep my BBL. But imagine being a friend of the Kardashian when they're influencing everybody to get BBLs. And Lars is like, guess I got to get a BBL. And then five years later, they're taking them out. And she's like, oh, shit. I guess I'm going to keep the BBL. I've got to keep this. And it, it just... I'm sure in person. Actually, I saw her at BravoCon. She's, you know, very, very, very pretty. And, um, but it's just a ridiculous shot in the first episode. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, also, Alexia's great. I mean, like, we get Leah Black coming back this season for a guest appearance. But the Lisa stuff is just wild. I can't wait to watch the other two episodes of this in Arizona. And I think, I don't know if you got, do you guys want me to recap Real Housewives of Miami? I was talking about that with Sandra and Medizo. Do you want me to recap that? Like, listen, I was about to do a Potomac recap, and uh, Sandra's like, it would, it would, you know, you already kind of talk about it. Like, I talk about it, little scenes here and there. But I was like, do you want me to do a full recap of Potomac? And she's like, well, we're nine episodes in. It might be a little, you know, you might be a little late. But this past week's episode of Potomac was so fucking good that I just wanted to do some of those scenes because it just shows the insanity that these ladies do and how brilliant they are. But Miami, I got to tell you, the first two episodes, I hope the next two episodes are as good. But just that we know, I mean, and the preview, the trailer for the season is just masterfully done. I mean, it really, there are scenes that are shocking. And you can just tell this Lanny dude, what a dog. All of us men were fucking idiots, dude. We're idiots. We all, I mean, I'm going to talk about a couple of idiots in Winter House too. And the sad thing is I make fun of Austin so much, but like I've, I make fun of these people because I've done stupid and shitty things. Like we just are wired like idiots. Like it's like, it's like shameful at times, but like, my God. Anyways, Real Houses of Miami, very much recommend. It really is one of those things now where I'm very happy for Peacock as a streaming service because it's becoming a streaming service that I think you can't deny. I think you got to pick it up. And uh, I talk about that with uh, Demois on Monday's episode as well. Um, We had such a good conversation today. But I notice, and you guys know this if you're faithful listeners, I get so excited to talk to certain people. So I did. I think I over-talked and... I just do that when it's not, I'm not trying to be rude. Like Heather McDonald was talking about this with me or when I was on, I think some people say like over talking and it's like, no, I you just get so excited. It's not, but it, it's something that I have to always keep in mind or watch out for. Like the solo ones are really hard to do because it exhausts me. I would much rather be talking to somebody or one of you guys or anybody, but, um, but it's hard because if you talk to somebody you like, I'm always like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Like, I'm so excited about what we're talking about. And Dumois, I mean, what a force, you know, like a lot of people have really strong opinions about Dumois, but I, I just, I, I love her. I mean, I think it is like, 
one of the really interesting things about pop culture is that she has become a part of pop culture. You know, it's like I was talking about earlier of making things like crime or, you know, these things, politics, these things into pop culture. We've turned pop culture into pop culture. I mean, she does a website that grew massively about pop culture, about celebrity sightings, about uh, blind items. She turned that in to a brand. She, like, I was, t- we were talking about, like, I have like seven pieces of Demois clothing. I have her book. Like, if she put out an album, I'd probably buy that too. And it's just so, it, it, and she's been so good to this show. She's been on so many times and really just always very supportive. But I just can't imagine. It's almost like Meghan Markle, right? It's that's what I, I want to compare Demo to Meghan Markle. It's just got to be shocking when you become a princess. It's got to be shocking when the thing that you do or joke about or made fun of starts taking off. That's got to be wild. I mean, she has a book now. She has a show with HBO Max that they're about to start writing, but a deal with HBO Max off the book. There's going to be a Dumois TV show on HBO Max. Isn't that wild? And imagine, like, listen, a lot of people during COVID, they had babies. She birthed a whole brand. Insane. But also just so excited in terms of pop culture. So uh, once again, that's to look forward to on Monday. Let's see here. Let me get into my notes here. Oh, God, it is. Oh, and you guys, Salt Lake on Wednesday. I'll do a full recap of Salt Lake on Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe Tuesday this week. I got to get the Chris. Dumas going to be on Monday. I'm waiting for that Chris Hansen audio. I don't know if it's too heavy for a Tuesday. So that might be a Wednesday. But the Salt Lake, that episode, you got. I'll talk just a second about it. It's. It's what I said earlier. It is like a David Lynch movie where there's eight different characters. Like there's like five, what, like seven ladies, five main ones. Like Angie H is begging to like <laughs> Angie H is not even there. She's peering over a bush because she wasn't invited on the cast trip. Um, but nobody's listening to each other, and Jen Shaw just gets away with murder. I mean, Jen, like it is truly mystical. There are certain people in our lives that get away with just. I mean, I guess she's essentially in the end is not going to get away with things when she probably reports to prison. But in the show, I keep like, I'm so into, I just watched the vow that Nixium thing. I talked about this on the uh, Salt Lake recap last week is that it, it, it's like these late, like Heather Gay, it's like she's in the Jen Shaw cult and she has Stockholm syndrome and you want to shake her and go, wake up. What happened to you? Somebody wrote me this because I had I had wrote a tweet. Um, <laughs> it's always classy when a guy goes, I wrote a tweet. Um, the tweet said, um, uh, let's see here. Truly, I said, truly worried about Heather Gay this season. Seems like an entirely different character. The Shaw relationship is wild. Feels very Nixium, which is, you know, Keith Raniere in The Vow. And... You know, somebody wrote me, she's lost the thread. Heather's trying to figure out what the audience wants to hear. And I wrote, I just never understand how they always forget their conversations are being recorded. Totally bizarre for the audience because we see one scene speaking out against Jen and then one scene totally kissing her ass from the same character, Heather. And I'm, I'm picking Heather, but all of the ladies do it. Like, what does Jen Shaw have on these ladies? Even Meredith Mark's like, well, you know, she's very, she's going through a lot. You know, it's very... Very, very sad. And, you know, even Whitney's like, Whitney's the one that's like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, she's the feel like one of the sane ones. And then you got Dana Banana, the new lady that's going like, what is 
guys, wake up. Are you seeing what's happening? And Jen Shaw has been so used to ruling the school. Like she's the big bad bully. Somebody also wrote me, and I thought this was fascinating, saying Heather Gay has never been used to being one of the cool girls. And all of a sudden she's a cool girl. Like that first, I mean, the first two seasons, I really, really loved Heather Gay. Especially if you listen to the show, you know how much I loved Heather Gay. Had a great interview with her. But this part, it's it's like, I feel like that's another thing where maybe this got to her head. We always talk about the second season curse, but now we might not, we might need to change that to the third season curse because it's like she's trying to still fit in with the cool girls and not realizing she had the cool in her all along. She's the cool rider. You know, that's what she said in the first scene, you know, like it's the, the cool rider, lone rider, her skiing down the hill. She's been cool all along. All she has to do is be herself, but she's kissing up to the wrong people and then being forced to be in situations because she'll run her mouth about Jen Shaw to other people. And then to Jen Shaw, she'll kiss her ass. And then she ends up looking like the bad one. And the bad one is Jen Shaw. It's right there. Do that Angie K. She threw Angie K's $1,500 shoe. By the way, if I'm going on a boat, I, I'm tell, I'm wearing probably one of those like the sandal sock things or whatever, like a, uh, you know, just like a cheap old Navy slip on. These people are wearing $1,500 shoes on a boat, but Jen Shaw throws her shoes off the boat after she throw, uh, uh, poured a glass of champagne down on her head earlier in the day and then throws her shoes in the ocean Totally goes off on her. Even Lisa Barlow goes off on. And then later she's like, I forgive you, Angie K. And I'm like, Angie K goes, thank you, Jen. That means a lot. Thank you. And I'm like, why are you excel? Like you, you where go, go fucking dive for my $1,500 shoes. How about that? And then I'll think about, I'll think about accepting your apology. It is a completely bonkers show. A lot of people are telling me they don't like to watch it, but I like to watch it just because it's so bizarre. None of it makes sense. If you were a writer, you'd be like, well, this doesn't add up. Like if if you're telling me this scene happens and then this scene happens, none of it makes sense. And I bet it even confuses the crew. Cause like at the end of the day, they just got to look at each other and shrug. Like, did you think that was going to happen? That was weird. Like we didn't see Jen Shaw apologizing to Angie K happening, but here it is. And then it's just got, it's every episode is more bizarre than the next. Also, we got to uh, watch these beautiful Polynesian dancers do uh, these ritual ritualistic dances that were very cool. And we got to see Meredith Marks dance and, uh, it's, it was, it was interesting. So, uh, we are blessed with real housewives of Salt Lake city. Um, okay. Moving right along. Randall Emmett guys, Randall Emmett this week. Uh, this is going to be sad for a lot of you guys. He, uh, did an interview. I love, see, this is like a classic guy thing. We guys, we just are pieces of doo-doo. Um, this is a people magazine article from three days ago from our, from our old friend, Randall Emmett, disgraced movie producer, uh, used to be with Lala Kent. Uh, this is a people magazine article by Glenn Garner. The headline is Randall Emmett leaving Vanderpump rules after Lala Kent split says he never wanted to be on the show. First off, didn't you guys kind of figure, uh, Randall wasn't going to be on the show once they split? Like, 
Randall was only on this show because of Lala. Randall was never like a busser in the back of Sir, unless I just missed that season. I love that he put out of this, I'm leaving. No, you weren't asked back, dummy. Like, what? This is Hollywood bullshit. This is Hollywood BR bull, like PR bullshit at its best. And then he goes on. This is so great. While sharing the news in an interview with The Sun, which always, The Sun is just a great publication. It's right up there with the Daily Mail. Emmett also admitted he never wanted to be on the Bravo reality series in the first place. Quote, I respect the success of Vanderpump, and I really wish all the people on that show success. I'm friends still with some of them. I just think what they've created is amazing. I give them so much love and praise. But in my life, I'm focused on my children and focused on making films. Kent previously told people that season 10 will be the year of burning bridges, adding that it's hard to relive because it's our real life, but I'm excited for people to see this season. Uh, Lala also went on to say it's going to be absolutely insane, and without giving away too much, I feel like with everything that happened and cast members who have exited, we finally have our footing again. Which I'm like, ah, whatever, whatever about that. But back to Randall. Um, he apparently has a new girlfriend, which is, you know, good good for him. Uh, and she kind of looks like a Lala type. And I love that. Like there, Randall will still like, he's, he's allegedly broke. He has charges allegedly being brought up against him. All these lawsuits yet can still land a girl. That's how good he is at talking. He can still land a girl. Uh, uh, they have a child together, Ocean. And uh, Emmett, in this article, claims that they were both responsible for the split when he appeared on Genuinely Gigi, uh, Gigi Golnessa from Shaw's. He goes, I've made mistakes, she's made mistakes, but I'm never going to bring that to light because that's just not right. For me, I just don't feel it's appropriate, he said. I can't tell her what to do. She's a strong woman, and I just hope that in time, that kind of all mellows out. And uh, it's just, it's kind of insane because he's trying to paint himself as a hero when in fact he, you know, we're all the masters of our own misery in a way. We create our own destruction and he created his own, but then he's like, but I'm a good guy. No, no, I'm, 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 you know, this is all, and it's just more lies, right? It's like more lies on top of more lies on top of more lies. And I'm very curious. So uh, for all you Randall Emmett Vanderpump Rules fans, I'm sorry to have to break the news. He is not going to be on this uh, this season. Have you guys heard about this? This is exciting. The new TV show Traders was announced this week. And this is a show that's going to be on, I believe, Peacock. Uh, it's a It comes from a British TV show of the same name. And they are doing this with reality stars. Peacock has revealed the cast and premiere date for their new reality competition series, The Traders. The show hosted by Alan Cumming, who actually is an amazing actor, will drop all 10 episodes on January 12th, 2023, um, set in a remote castle in the Scottish Highlands and based on the Dutch series of the same. By the way, you guys, Randall Emmett's not on The Traders. He just made I'm getting an announcement in right now. Randall Emmett will not be on this season of The Traders. He apologizes. Um, so they're going to be going through a series of challenges with the objective of earning a cash prize of up to $250,000. The catch three of the contestants coined the traders will devise a plan to steal the prize from the other contestants coined the faithful. The traders will feature reality stars and celebrity contestants, including, uh, Ari, I never knew how to say his name. Lewin deck from bachelor. He was the bachelor Brandy Glanville from Beverly Hills. Uh, Siri Fields from Survivor, Cody Calafiori from Big Brother, Kate Chastain from Below Deck. We love Kate. 
Kyle Cook from Summerhouse. I'm very much excited to see Kyle Cook on this. Rachel Riley, Big Brother. Reza from Shaws of Sunset. Ryan Lochte, an Olympian. And Stephanie LaGrasa Kendrick from Survivor. Um, the civilians who will join this, and then there's a bunch of civilians that'll join as well. Uh, and they'll create alliances, deception, and even murder. They put murder in quotes, but what if actually somebody does get murdered? What if Kyle murders somebody on this season of The Traders? Listen, I'll try it. I'll try anything, man. Like, I'll eat anything. I'll watch any show. Yeah, fuck. I'll watch The Traders. This sounds... I, I didn't even really realize this was happening. So I'm like, I'm all in on this. Um, I talk about this with Dumont Monday, but I want to mention that there was a blind item. I told her about it, actually. I think Faces uh, Face Reality 16 who is great, a great Instagram account, put up a blind the other day. Uh, let me find this for you. It uh, references, I think, Winter House. Uh, she got some... T, as the kids call it, she says, blind item, a certain housemate made the not so charming decision to bail on their show's reunion. They also convinced two others to do the same. Now the entire reunion has been canned. And she wrote, this is why we can't have nice things. And I was like, that is why I was like, it it kind of makes it seem like it's probably winter house and it's probably Craig. And this doesn't sound like Craig. This doesn't sound like the behavior of someone who calls themselves the number one person on Bravo. But now, after I watch tonight's Winter House, I think maybe it's Austin. Because Austin really shouldn't be doing the reunion. Austin has had a bad year. Austin needs to sit and reflect on what he's done over the past year. And maybe he's the guy. But like up to that, I thought it was Craig. Because you could totally see Craig going like, Yo, Austin, we, we don't do the reunion, dude. You're just going to look like an idiot. I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm trying to sell pillows and it's not going to be good for holiday sales. It's not doing good already. And, you know, and then Paige has to go along because Paige and Craig are dating, even though Dumois dropped a blind today saying that Paige and Craig broke up. But that is not true. I can tell you Paige and Craig are still together. I mean, I'm one of the only people that think they are not going to ever break up. I think I, I maybe I'm just really misreading everything. And I talk about this concept with Dumas, too, is that we really root for relationships to fail when it comes to celebrities. Like, we root, like, we've been waiting for Giselle and Tom to divorce for, like, ever. Tom Brady. Like, we've been waiting forever. We've been waiting, you know, like, once somebody was with somebody, we've been waiting for them to not be with somebody. I don't know what that says about us. Um, And it's not that I love Paige and Craig, but, like, I don't root against their relationship. And I kind of think they're very suited for each other in terms of what they like. So I definitely don't think they will ever i think this is the one if they broke up it would truly shock me it wouldn't sadden me because you know i have my own shit going on but it would shock me so uh wanted to uh talk about that uh and then before we get into the winter house well we're only 54 minutes in happy friday you guys um we (laughs) this was great so last night on watch what happens live bethany frankel and Jeff Lewis from Jeff Lewis Live on Sirius on Radio Andy and um, Andy Cohen, of course, who hosts Watch What Happens Live every night. I got to tell you, I watch Watch What Happens Live every night, like not maybe at the time it airs, but I'll watch it at some point. I really enjoy it. I really, really enjoy it. Andy Cohen, to- I, he gets a lot of hate um, for some reason. And I just think he's like kind of like, I wish I could look like Andy. 
I, I think he's really sharp and funny. I don't know. I just don't have the same opinion. But a lot of people will get in the weeds of like, well, he pits women against each other. He kind of enjoys it. He, you know, people will say like he's a messy bitch, like all, on and on. It's just wild. But I, I, I just don't agree with any of that. Um, but let's see. I'm trying to find the clips here. I thought it was perfect casting for an episode of Watch What Happens Live. It felt very old school to me. And what I loved about it was Bethany, as we've talked about on this show, is now doing a Housewives rewatch podcast. And Jeff Lewis very rightfully said, wow, that sounds very interesting. Like, how, who, who would have thought? Like, like, oh, my God, you, you must be the first one of those because we all like we're all a recap show. And Jeff was like, no, no, tell me about your recap show. And it is in that very Jeff Lewis way. And Bethany, you know, Bethany. There's a lot of qualities about Bethany and early Bethany and even in some of the later seasons when she came back, you all, I always appreciate she is a great housewife. But she also thinks she's a legend. And that's a good, uh, that's a, that makes a good housewife when you have that kind of big ego. But I still, she's like where, she's with the Kardashians sometimes where I just, it's very mysterious in how they live their day to day. And it almost makes being a millionaire not aspirational because I'm always like, why is Bethany on TikTok so much? Why is she always doing makeup reviews? Why is she doing Money Pit or Shark Tank or what Money Court is her new show? Then all of a sudden she also needs a podcast and 30 other things. It's like the Kardashians when I'm like, wait, are you guys okay financially? You, you're billionaires, yet you keep accepting, like you go to Kris Jenner's Instagram page, she's promoting the shit out of like 10 different products right now. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Maybe let's just focus on one, like a, like your, your daughter's lip kit or something, you know? And I'm just like, does any of these people leave money on the table? But at the same time, I maybe would do the same thing. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> By the way, this podcast is sponsored by adult diapers. I've, I'm a complete sellout. So, uh, here is just one of the clips, um, from Jeff Lewis last night, uh, because Andy was asking questions of like, why Bethany unfollowed Kyle Richards, supposedly one of her good friends from even in the old days before they were housewives. And this is a great relationship with Kyle. I don't actually follow all of my friends because I like to catch up with them personally. So there are people on there that I'm not good friends with and they, I don't, I'm not that methodical about it. You could probably look through there and it's probably like a garage sale. Jeff shaking his head no. On, I think this show, what the, is there something going on? Yes. Is there a shady booth? He's not buying it. Is it? Yes. I'll call her up and ask. We text all the it's time. It's great. I, I, I can text her right now. Well, get my phone. I'll text her right. too. I'll we'll get, get my, my phone. phone. I'll text yeah. her and find no, out the real I, story I, since you're not being honest. I never she, want this She doesn't know the real story because there is no real story. It's just weird that you stopped following her. Well, it's, it's weird that you're so desperate that you're like, I'm not desperate. I'm, following. I'm not desperate at all. <laughs> just weird. You're stop, you stopped following her. It's a I good think, friend. Do I, I don't follow you. We have a friendship. Yeah, okay. You're closer to Kyle than you are to me. I am. I, I don't see Kyle that often. Oh, I thought you guys were closer. No, we were really good friends. Do you know how I met you? Through Kyle. Is that true? It is true. At the Bravo thing. No, we went to dinner. <laughs> Why are you so angry? I am not angry. <laughs> Kyle, I have... <laughs> so, um, so, the good news, you guys, is Bethany has re-followed Kyle Richards today. Um, and, uh, this is very excited. Bethany, of course, Instagram the moment where she re-followed Kyle. But it was just... 
It was just so good. The bouncing off of, like, it was just a very entertaining half hour of television. It was awkward at times, and Bethany was doing way too much. Like, I felt like Kelly Ben Simone with the candy of, like, what, uh, you know, like, I wanted to yell at Bethany, go to sleep. Why are you trying this hard? And also, when you slam the housewives, like, listen, no matter if tomorrow I win the Powerball, I'm always going to love housewives. I'm not going to shit on the housewives. Like, I've enjoyed it so much. Bethany has shat on the housewives. That is the word chat so damn much that all of a sudden now we're going to accept her making money off of her thoughts. And by the way, I'm sure some of it's going to be fascinating because she can provide a behind the scenes thing, but nobody is above the show and she's putting herself above the show. And I'm sorry, like you're going to make me start standing up for Freddie and Tamara, because if we're talking about housewives that have a podcast, they have uh, one that's like better than Bethany's. Like, we can say that. Like, and also, Bethany, it's like, yo, you, I just get shocked of like, why do you even want to do this? You had a solo podcast, which I guess didn't, Bethany with a B or Bethany, a B is in Bethany, who knows, whatever it was called. Why are you doing this? Like, do you see that Tamara and Freddie did good with their podcast? You're like, well, I need in on that. Like, I don't like those people that are always like, I'm going to take what you have. And I know there's a lot of room for all of us Bravo podcasts. I don't mean like the people, the non-housewives, like uh, like there's the 30 billion Bravo podcasts out there right now. And we all are, I mean, there's no competition in that sense. But in terms of housewives, there's only a couple. Um, and I just find that really weird. Here's another clip of you because you've been trashing the housewives publicly for the last three years to now go deep on the housewives and your response is my response is you did not say that to me privately you said that publicly i said i'm what i said to you privately was wow i'm glad to see you're embracing the housewives which is not the same thing that you said publicly yes so it was a little tea and we haven't spoken about it until now so he saved the tea i did for the tea for the tea party first i said i was surprised Right. That was the headline. And then on the radio, shocked I was, was like, that. shocked was the headline. And then on the radio, I said, I need to explain why I'm shocked. I She's know. been trashing the show for three years. Well, no, I actually haven't been trashing the show. I've said it wasn't for me because I do think that it was toxic. And I'm entitled to not want to be there, but still want to talk about it. How could I be on for more than a decade and not have reflections to share? And I'm of not course. trashing people on the show. What's funny is that well, it's more you like. Well, it boring, toxic. No, I'm saying. other women. I, I mean, you <laughs> no, I didn't call it boring. I've called it toxic, which I think it has you gone into. You Legacy boring. I didn't see Roni Legacy. On your TikTok, you said, my reaction is boring. <laughs> oh, well, I haven't. Well, no, it kind of was a boring announcement. You announced two different things at the same time, okay. and I didn't really understand. Jeff, are you enjoying this? But, I'm, no, I'm actually uncomfortable. I do think it was boring announcement, but I... It's not surprising that I would reflect upon such an experience in my life, and it's not a trash and grab show. It's a show where I'm talking about things people might not have known. And I even defend, ironically, Kelly, thinking about what might have been going on really in her mind in Scary Island and things that people wouldn't know about the trips. And no one's ever done a recap show for Housewives. (laughs) Well, no one... Well, that was the other thing. I mean, how is yours different? Let's promote it. Well, it wasn't let go by Bravo. I actually left... Of my own choice, so right. that's a little bit different. I'm not a disgruntled employee. Which time, Which time did you leave? I left she twice. She left both yes, times on I her own. I left twice. Okay, she then I have a welcome door to come back. I got back. fired. Right, and yeah. that's why you're so bitter. Yeah, I, no, yeah, not bitter at all. Joke. No, I landed in a better place. Right, exactly. That's what they all say. Right, but... <laughs> I really did. Do, no, I really I did. did. Like, no, I'm happy. You said it. You opened the door, baby. Don't come for this bee oh unless you want to get shot. I have no issue. Don't come for this bee or you're going to get shot. 
Yeah, but that's great because Jeff Lewis is just the perfect guest to ha- to balance Bethany out because it would just be a gigantic ass kiss session. And I'm talking about Bethany kissing her own ass. And Andy and her have had such an interesting relationship over the years where, you know, it really is. I mean, it probably is odd. And also, I think there is this thing. I wonder how, obviously, there's not much of a contract, but I would imagine that you're not supposed to reveal a lot of the secrets about behind the scenes stuff. They want, in fact, you know, when I interview the Bravo celebrities and Bravo PR is on w- with me, like with Rachel from Winter House a couple weeks ago, you know, Bravo PR is on with me and they'll tell you afterwards what they need you to cut and they'll tell you before what you shouldn't ask. And it's a real delicate dance at times. Because, you know, you don't want to go against Bravo PR and then get off their list. Like, I'm listen, I'm not Bethany Frankel, so I'm going to play ball. Like, I can't, you know, but it, it, that's the hard thing about the interviews is because they'll tell you afterwards, like, oh, we don't want this, we don't want this. And it's usually things that involve how these things get shot of the behind the scenes stuff. They want to keep that distance of reality. We, we, they, we, they don't want us thinking about the crew that much. And I can understand that, but sometimes it's frustrating because as you get more into it, you're like, I wonder what the crew is thinking. I always use that uh, main example of Tamara and Eddie in the bathtub from Real Housewives of Orange County when they were like, like lit the candles and started making love in the bathtub. And I was like, some poor dude in cargo shorts had to film this on a Wednesday afternoon and then go home to his family. And I just, I just, I just always picture the dude just hanging his head of like, honey, you look, you, you look upset. What's wrong? You don't know what I had to do today. I had to watch a grown man, Eddie Judge, make love to his girlfriend Tamara with candles lit and Enya playing in the background. Like, I, can you imagine? This is like their jobs. Like, I always just, like, I want to give them combat pay for even keeping the camera steady. You know, like, if I ever saw Eddie Judge, no offense, Tamara, you're both like Eddie and Tamara, are both good looking people. But if I ever saw them make love, I think I would drop a camera. Like I would be like, who, you know, drop my phone because it just wasn't what I was expecting to see. So these brave, brave cameramen and crew, I want to celebrate them, but they want to keep that reality of us just thinking about the characters, which I totally understand. So if you have not watched that, watch what happens live. So I didn't get much into this. So we're going to find this out together because I guess Bethany responded to a lot of the backlash from this. And like, listen, it's backlash, but I think it's good backlash because we're all talking about her. We're all talking about how good Jeff Lewis is. I'm sure, you know, more people now know about her podcast and she knows it. Like the more we talk, whether it's good or bad, it's still good at the end of the day. And she, I mean, she didn't like, she is funny on her own. She has her funny moments and she's like really important to housewives history. I just think that ego needs to go and check. And like, I don't need your opinion about everything. I don't need your opinion about the, (laughs) I just need my opinion. Um, So of course, Bethany's made tons of TikToks. It looks like I'm on her account right now. Oh my gosh, this is wild. Um, So uh, I'm on her Twitter right now. And somebody says, uh, Shay from the Bay says, did you feel ambushed or no at Bethany on Watch What Happens Live? And she wrote, I didn't, but my daughter and team felt that way. Bryn felt that you were ambushed? I watched the show and I didn't feel it at ambush. Like, you answered the questions. Like, what did you think Andy was going to ask you? 
Like, these are the questions I would have asked if I was Andy. Like, this, this, and, and, and if you're on with Jeff Lewis, you know you're going to get snark. You know you're going to get made fun of. Also, Bethany is in, used to be in the one in control. So I didn't consider this an ambush at all. And I think Bethany, for the most part, held her own. It might have come off a little cringy, but also to say I didn't put my daughter in team. And also, like, how big of a team uh, are we talking like a Lakers team? Like, how big is your team at this point? And maybe that's one of the problems here. Don't have a team. Um, she retweeted a lot of people that were pro Bethany. Like, I feel I would walk out if I was at Bethany and Bethany Frankel goes, Nope. <laughs> Cause the thought there is that's not what Bethany Frankel does. Bethany does not walk out on watch what happens live. Um, Ling wrote at Bravo, watch what happens live. The most awkward yet most iconic watch what happens live. I've ever watched in my life. Bethany, you are a legend. They are haters. And Bethany goes, got to come to play in the playhouse. But that's the, the the whole thing to take away, too, is that, like, listen, you're a legend. You're going to, like, deal with this stuff. I mean, I, I get that. It's hard. Here's Bethany on TikTok. I just got off the phone with Jeff Lewis. I really think that Jeff Lewis is a class act for apologizing. So we were on Watch What Happens Live, which many of you know, and it was definitely fastballs coming at me and I can handle myself but that doesn't mean that my daughter and people around me didn't think that it wasn't nasty for the sake of being nasty and Jeff Lewis was texting me I, I could tell he wanted to take the temperature a little bit and I was saying it's good television I just got on the phone and we talked and I was honest and he said you know it's good for your podcast and I said honestly that's not my primary concern if that was my primary concern I'd still be on housewives making millions of dollars I said this is what I meant by the toxicity this entire environment <laughs> when then you have to like get into these battles about things that don't really matter in this sort of bravo pop culture sphere i don't have to give you the whole story but jeff lewis said i apologize it's upsetting me that i hurt your feelings i said you didn't hurt my feelings it just is what it was perceived as by some people many thought it was entertaining and just mm -hmm. good television and you know don't hate, hate the player hate the game but i just really have to say we do things all the time that we all regret and I just respect the fact that Jeff Lewis was on the phone with me and he said, please tell your daughter that I'm sorry. I did not mean to be hurtful. I just wanted to riff and make a good show back and forth. I was crying. I said, that's so kind. And all that matters is he didn't decide to go and trash me on his show to just get back. And that's what goes on He'll a lot wait of a week. media and particularly in that environment. And he didn't need to. He doesn't owe that to me. It just shows that he's a human being and that, yes, he can be tough and snarky, but that ultimately... He cares about people. And he was just, you know, playing the game. The Bravo Clubhouse game. What a circus of emotions. But thank you, Jeff Lewis. I admire and respect the courage to just say, sorry, maybe it went a little too far. And I apologize to you and your daughter. Wait, wait, here's, a, uh, here's another one that she, oh, uh, wait. Oh, shit. Did Beth, oh, she deleted this one. Uh, These are the people. Well, let me say, wait, 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 wait. Oh, she deleted this video, or did she? Did she block? Wait, did Bethany just block me from TikTok? That couldn't have happened. She doesn't know who I am. What the? So I, I, you know, this is the kind of podcast where I don't pause on these things anymore. I just let you in on the journey, you guys. You're gonna, you're gonna find out right now. What are you? Oh, don't. Okay, Bethany. Don't allow. Wait. Stop, Bethany. Okay, here she is. Let's see how much she posted. Okay. Oh yeah, she. I guess she. She. She did another one, but she deleted it. 
So I don't know, but her, her TikTok is wild. She has a million followers on TikTok. So obviously business is going good for De- Bethany, but I just think this toxicity is that Bethany plays a huge part in this toxicity. I want to call that out too. And she did. And then she became famous for it. Like we watched it. Also, Bethany Ever After, the show where she gets, you know, married to Jason Hoppy, was great. I love it. Uh, hot Takes and Deep Dives, my friend Jess Rothschild, uh, we did an episode about that, and I think she just re-aired it a couple weeks ago. And listen, Bethany is iconic, but she participated in a lot of this toxicity. So it's like it's weird to play ball with something, to get famous for it, to work really hard at something, but to get famous from it, and then all of a sudden step away and say it's too toxic, and then do a podcast about that. It just didn't doesn't make sense. But Jeff Lewis, that is a gentleman thing to do to to apologize. I'm curious. I'm curious to hear the real story about that because you know there is one. Um, and by the way, Jeff Lewis Live, I, I like I've told you I've listened to Radio XM now. If I'm in the car. Uh, if not Howard and uh, Jeff Lewis, I really, I, I just dig, like, I think he's just really good at radio. So uh, that is the Bethany Frankel watch what happens live in Jeff Lewis saga. I guess you don't need to watch it. It kind of took you through the whole thing, but also, uh, Andy did so good. I hope that got good ratings. Uh, we're going to do a commercial break right now and then come back and do this episode of winter house that just aired tonight. Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, our sponsor, we have a new sponsor. And that is our new friends at Rocket Money. Now, I've got to tell you guys, you guys have known how much trouble I've been having with my phone lately because uh, I have no space left on it. I have way too many apps. And then when I start looking at these apps, I realize, oh my God, how many things am I subscribed to that I have never even, I don't even use I'm paying for subscriptions that I don't even use. And this, this company is here at the perfect time for me individually. I'm like, oh my God, I read, I read the ad and I looked at the company. I was like, this is directly for me. I am their target customer. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's like an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets uh, streamed. Dude, I was like subscribed to all these independent film apps during the pandemic because I was trying to be like, like Criterion Channel and all this stuff. I had no idea I was still paying for them because I just don't pay attention like I should. But so there is this great app that I am now using that is helping me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I'm going to no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't ever use. So you might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money. It was formerly known as Truebill, but now it's called Rocket Money. So do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual cost is actually closer to $200. So you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. So there's this app that I started using this week and it has actually helped me. This is so sad. It's helped me clear up space on my phone and it's also helped me save over $100. And it's called Rocket Money formerly known as Truebill. So the app shows all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions 
you didn't even know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. Guess who's been double charged for a subscription? This guy. Uh, to cancel su a subscription, all you have to do on the app is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com. So that's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash so bad. Seriously, you could save hundreds of dollars per year. So that's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash so bad. I'm telling you, this is actually so flippin' useful. Go check it out for yourself. Just type in rocketmoney.com forward slash so bad. Check it out for yourself. But I'm telling you, I'm using it and it did already save me money. So I know this is actually a good service. Okay, back to the show. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Um, I, I was thinking about a couple of things. I keep thinking about the Bethany thing. I want to share two things before Winter House. Uh, first off, you know, there is a lot of hatred in the housewives. There is. And the fandom can be toxic at times. I'm not saying it can't because we all, like I said, have very strong opinions, just like Miss Bethany Frankel. Um, but we also love this stuff so much, too. Like it also I got so excited watching those first two episodes of Real Housewives of Miami. But also I wanted to announce something I'm very excited about, too. 
Uh, you know how much I love the show Yellow Jackets on Showtime. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's a scripted television show. So, uh, I mean, I hope it's not a reality show. That would be very dark. Um, but I loved it. If you haven't seen Yellow Jackets, I highly recommend. They announced that the se- season two premiere date is March 24th. So season two starts March 24th. Mark your calendars. I am so excited about that. And by the way, Rachel from uh, Winter House uh, she, uh, DM'd me and she goes, let me come back on to recap Yellow Jackets season two. And I was like, you're, you're on. Yeah, I'm totally. Uh, also one more weird thing I wanted to tell you that I saw on Instagram. I, I did this, <laughs> I did, um, over Thanksgiving, I, I wrote thankful for this picture of Ramona kissing Harry Dubin. And it's like, remember that picture? This is years ago, like seven or eight years ago, where they're swallowing each other. I don't know if you can see this on. Yeah, I don't know if you can see yet on on the old uh, YouTube. But you guys know, listening, what this picture is. If not, go to my Instagram and go back to around Thanksgiving time. And I said, I'm thankful for this picture, you know. And people, the thing with this Instagram is that people will go back and like things. Like, I'm still getting likes on this picture, which is weird. And I got a very weird like from somebody that doesn't follow me yesterday. And you're not going to even believe this. I've got to put this, I've got to. I've got to delete enough things on my phone yesterday, tomorrow, so I can put this up. But guess who liked the Harry Dubin kissing Ramona picture yesterday? You're not, you just put, put somebody in your head. Who do you think it is? Everybody is wrong. It's Rick Hilton, Kathy Hilton's husband, <laughs> liked the picture of Harry Dubin kissing yesterday. Like, I thought Kathy was the one known for just, like, randomly liking a bunch of photos. He, he doesn't follow me. I don't know how he would have seen it. He, I mean, like, I, he doesn't, he liked it randomly yesterday. And I'm like, what is going on with Rick Hilton right now? And does he have a relationship with Harry Dubin or Ramona? Why, what a bizarre, like, Kathy Hilton has liked a lot of stuff that I've done on the old uh, Instagram. But Rick Hilton, I've never had a like from Rick Hilton. I didn't know Rick would even be on Instagram. That's another thing. Like, it's always so disappointing when you're like, dude, you're rich. Why are you even on social media? It's horrible in here sometimes. So, Rick, if you're listening, if you're a big fan of the show, please come on. I would love to have a deep conversation with you about real estate uh, and just uh, your historical. I mean, isn't it wild that Kathy has been on now for two seasons and Rick Hilton has not made an appearance? I think I think he was in the background at a holiday party maybe once. But like we have not. He is not like he's like, no, I'm not going to do a scene with Harry Hamlin. No, I'm good. That's not fair. Harry does scenes. <laughs> yeah, Tom Gerardi did scenes. It's me, Echo Jane. It's not fair that Rick Hilton won't do scenes with me. But, like, Rick doesn't have to do scenes. That's how legendary Kathy Hilton is. But what a random, weird like. Okay. Winter House. I've never done a Winter House recap uh, of this season before, but I figured let's give you a little something extra just because. We uh we didn't have we had off yesterday and I want to make sure 
You're satiated. I'm sure the five programs a week I do plus Patreon aren't enough for some people. Um, so I'm going to do this Winter House recap. Uh, let me set the stage for you. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Winter House, they take people from Southern Charm and Summer House and they put them in a cabin in Stowe, Vermont, where Kyle grew up skiing with his family. And it's like not like it's not like this amazing. It's just like a shitty old cabin that they all treat like shit. Like they just throw like like the place looks just like it's like should be condemned or something at times, um, and there's been fights about it on there because Craig refuses to clean. He's now that he's a uh, a pillionaire. That's a pillow millionaire. Pillionaire. Uh, I just made all that up. I swear to God, if somebody uses that, I will sue. I'm trademarking pillionaire. Uh, he's a pillionaire now, and he refuses to clean. He said he's I'll hire a cleaner. Um, so they're all locked up and I think they're only there for like two and a half, three weeks and they get a whole series out of it. So this episode is called episode eight Stowe messy because they're in Stowe, Vermont and it's messy. Now where we left off in last week's winter house episode was very interesting because Austin being a little bitch. Sorry, Austin. I know you dude. This is the thing. I know Austin knows he's in the wrong. I know he is, but he told the girls with a camera on him, one of the, I, like, I know he knows he was being filmed, but he goes into the girls' room with, like, Paige and Amanda and Sierra and goes, like, hey, because uh, I guess Lin- Lindsay and Carl came to visit for two episodes. And he goes, before they come, I need to tell you guys something. That night at Amanda and Kyle's wedding, oh, Lindsay tried to put her hand on my cock. And I'm like, oh, poor us, you know, and all the girls are like, well, well, you know, like, and I'm just like, first off, Carl and Lindsay are both like, they're not drinking either of them. They're really in a healthy place. This is where like, you could say like, well, he's taking, you know, he's throwing himself on the grenade and he's kind of trying to create drama, but I don't even think it was that, but to try to get us to feel bad for you that they're coming up. And then all of a sudden they're t- talking about this timeline of like, well, the wedding was when Lindsay said her and Carl were actually going to date. So then she goes into the room that she's sharing with Austin and eats McDonald's and puts her hand on his dong or tries to. And their official start date of the relationship, I guess, was two weeks later. But I, also, I don't care. Like, I talked about this on the Patreon yesterday with Kate Legeko. It was like, dude, Kate was like, yeah, man, like, I... I could see, I would do, she was like, I would probably do that. I might hook up with a dude at a wedding and then two weeks later find the love of my life. You know, like, she's like, that could happen. Like, that that's not insane. But for Austin to come in there like a wilting flower of like, I was abused by Lindsay. When what she put, I mean, like, remember that episode of Summer House last season where he gets wasted and he takes Lindsay out, you know, like it just, you know, them together. And he's like, yeah, baby, da, 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 you know, and then the Winter House season before this, Lindsay Hubbard was like, I love you, Austin. And then Austin went and banged Sierra and got her into this mess. And it just shows it's like this tangled web we weave. Um, and it's like another reason why I'm just saying guys, including myself, we are dumb as hell. And what it is, I think not trying to stand up for Austin, but what it is, is that I feel like he must've been a nerd at some point. He must've been a nerd at some point and not gotten female attention. And now he's getting it and he he doesn't, he doesn't know how to handle it. 
he does not know how to handle it. And he wants to see all the boobs and butts. Like, that's the only thing I think. But, like, you can keep, like, Austin, you can still participate in drama without dropping that nugget. So that's where we left. So Carl and Lindsay come, and it's a really awkward episode. And they end up at the end where, like, Craig and all these people are trying to get, like, Austin goes up to Lindsay and was like, hey, we think it's going to be the big confrontation of, like, why'd you put your hand on my junk at the wedding? But instead, he apologizes for his behavior, which he should have apologized for his behavior towards Lindsay on Watch What Happens Live. She was in the audience when he said Sierra was better at everything than Lindsay. I'm a grown man whipping this knowledge out. <laughs> say, you guys remember that Watch What Happens Live when Austin did that? Oh. Um so he has a lot of, re- you know, there's a lot of reasons for him to apologize to Lindsay, but he told the rest of them that it was going to be a confrontation, but it's just the apology. And then he walks away and everybody's like, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you tell Lindsay about like, why'd you touch my dong? And he's like, well, I just, uh, I kind of, I kind of apologized. And that's not good enough for the winter house people. And like, so they know they've got a show to make. And I don't mean the crew. I mean, the actual cast is like, no, (laughs) they're like, okay, so Austin's not going to do it. And you can just imagine the conversations happening that we didn't see on camera of like, like Paige, do you want to do it? Amanda, do you want to do it? No, but I guess I'll do it. You know, cause they need to get that information out to Lindsay so we can have some kind of drama, right? Like that's what they're trying to get done. But I also just love the fact that, like, we're whipping out dates on when a relationship starts. And, we, you know, and these people have been drinking nonstop for two weeks. So everybody's on edge. It's like a really, like, a sociological, scientific experiment, Winter House, I think, where it's just these people are killing themselves. Eventually, one of these people will drop dead uh, on a season of Winter House because it's just going to be too much. Because then during the day, they're doing activities that I have wouldn't... Uh, I couldn't have even done in my teens if I had my old knees, you know, like I just, they're, they're just shredding the gnar as Kyle calls it all day long. And then they're getting hammered at night. So everybody's on edge and I think they don't want to be a part of the drama. They want Carl and Lindsay to be a part of the drama with Austin. So they're like, no, no, Lindsay is going to find, we need to let Lindsay know that you said this. And I like this. And I like, they do this on summer house too. They're like Tuesday, March 18th, 10, 10 PM. And I'm like, do you guys ever do that way? Like, you're like, okay, where was I on March? I'm like, March 18th, 1010. Where was I? Okay, I was in bed. Okay, cool. Okay, now I can watch this show again. Like, I always love that they put the dates where I'm like, okay, this is information. And what am I going to do with this information? March 18th, 1010. So Amanda is talking to Sierra and Paige. And Amanda's like, you know, God, no, Carl has to have the whole truth. And pages like Carl does does have the whole like you know Carl doesn't have the whole truth. He doesn't know about the dick grab. <laughs> These are all, all adults, by the way. Carl doesn't know about the dick grab, you guys. And we cut over to Carl, Lindsay, and Luke. They're having like a a, a drink. Carl and uh, Lindsay are non-alcoholic drinking, and they you know they're just like you know having. Uh, Carl's like it's fun to be here with you guys. You know, Carl's settling into his sobriety, and he's settling in. Uh, slowly, and uh, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm so proud of him. I think he's one of the only examples in Bravo of somebody that has really worked on themselves. And sometimes it kind of might get a little annoying to hear, like when he was like making, like, I get up in the morning and I make my bed first thing. That always made me insecure because I don't make my bed first thing. And I, I, try, I can't even commit to it now. So that's where I'm at. And, you know, but Carl really put that effort in. But sometimes when somebody's doing everything perfect, you get upset because you reflect on how you're doing everything wrong. 
Do you guys ever do that? So they're over there. And then Rachel, uh, who's been on this show, and like I told you, she's awesome. If you heard that episode, uh, Ra- Jason, she they're, they're kind of flirty. They're, and Jason's like, you, you smell good. And Rachel goes, this margarita tastes like shit. <laughs> I like Rachel kind of seems like she could be into Jason. And by the way, they're not together. She said that on the, you know, I think she's with somebody else uh, right now. And, but she, and she, I think she really, really likes Jason as a person, but she's kind of like, yeah, I'm here. Like we could kiss a little bit, I guess. But in this scene, she's like, if I kissed a girl or if I, if I said you smell good and the girl said, this margarita tastes like shit. I would be like, okay, I am not going to be ever trying to touch you again. That is obvious because, you know, girls will give you a signal, right? Right? Actually, I don't know. Is that right? That's right, right? So, uh, Rachel, uh, they're doing that. Rachel pulls her head away when he when he gives her a little kiss. And I'm like, oh, poor Jason, man. Uh, we're back to Amanda. And she's like, we all love Carl. We all love Carl. You know what? I need. I guess I need to tell Len- Lindsay that this is what we heard from Austin. <laughs> Once and again, I just always keep thinking we're grownups here, and now we're like Austin didn't tell, so now Lindsay need or now Amanda needs to bite the bullet and tell Lindsay about something that Lindsay did to Austin. And Sierra says, "Oh, Austin brings drama," and I was like, "Damn, you are right, Sierra." But also, aren't you like I got to tell you, I really liked Sierra this season of Winter House. I really, I mean, like what I, this shows you why people turn. Like I didn't like Sierra last season of summer house really hated what she did to Danielle hated it. Um, but in this one, I finally see her finding her voice and she's making a lot of sense to me. And I like that. It makes me feel like I'm growing as a person, but I'm like, I really like Sierra. I think Luke says, uh, back to the Carl and, uh, Luke says, uh, Carl doesn't, uh, you know, Carl doesn't need to know about that night. He has no clue. And Luke is now speaking to Austin, and Austin says, what should I do? What should I do, dude? And Luke's like, tell Carl. And he's like, oh, man, oh, God, oh, man. And I'm like, Austin, you're the one that fucking said this. Like, man up now. You can tell three girls when you're in their bedroom, but now is the point where you're like, oh, man, oh, shucks, oh, darn it, man. And we see Carl talking to Craig and Lindsay about how much fun they're having. And Amanda says, um, back to Amanda says, oh, I guess I've got to tell Lindsay I might throw up. And Amanda in a talking head says, we all have this info and we're just, we're just, we're all talking about it. It's awkward because Lindsay doesn't know. So Amanda finally pulls Lindsay aside and uh, Amanda's like, well, do you want to? hear about the new rumor that Austin said? And and Lindsay's like, uh, oh, it's not a rumor when it comes from Austin. <laughs> I like making a joke. And then Amanda goes, on our wedding night, you tried to touch his dick and then texted him to not talk about it. And Lindsay gives one of her Hubbard, like, intense stare, like, you know, like, what? Uh, what? And she's like, I didn't do it. And by the way, Amanda, you're kind of aggressive uh, talking to me right now, which, listen, I don't I really don't care. And I don't think this is a slam on the relationship between Carl and Lindsay. I get it slightly. But also, like, if you're hammered, which she was at the wet, I don't know. Like, I'm like, OK, but I, I mean, Lindsay, obviously, whatever her story is like, no, 
I didn't do it. And Amanda's like, so Austin's lying to everyone. And she goes, I didn't touch his dick. <laughs> By the way, well, let's make a new t-shirt for so bad it's good. I didn't touch his dick. Lindsay Hubbard, 2022, March 10th, 10, 10 p.m. Um, she goes, I passed out with a bottle of red wine and a box of McDonald's. I don't have three hands and one to touch his dick. And this is where she's lying because I can prove that Lindsay Hubbard has three hands. No. <laughs> Amanda says, well, you know, you were telling each other that you and Carl were dating that night of the wedding. And she goes, who did I say that to? And Amanda's like, everyone. And we get a flashback to the wedding where she was talking about it and all that stuff. But like, you know, she was saying she was excited to see where it goes. But, you know, it wasn't like we're walking out. Anyway, so Lindsay walks out and goes, okay, great. And then Crypto Lindsay, Jessica, the one that uh, said looks like Lindsay and somehow took that as not a compliment when Lindsay Hubbard is fucking beautiful. And Craig's like, yeah, yeah, that's not, you don't want to be called Lindsay. I'm like, I would, listen, if I was a woman, I would kill to look like Lindsay Hubbard. I mean, even as a man, I would kill to look like Lindsay Hubbard. Lindsay Hubbard is objectively good looking, like, like period, end of story. And, um... Crypto Lindsay, Jessica, she is so in love with this dude, Corey, that wears the pearl necklace from Craig's old fraternity. And she's talking to these girls and she's like, yeah, you know, he's not even my physical type, usually, Corey. And I told him if I wanted attractive guys, I would have stayed with Luke. And Amanda says, don't pigeonhole yourself with one man. You know, Amanda says, uh, you know, and then Amanda throws out or no, sorry. I think it was Paige that said, don't pigeonhole yourself with just one man. Just be careful. That's good advice this early on in a relationship two weeks in. And Amanda says, yeah, you remember, you're hot like Lindsay Hubbard. And it was meant as like an undercut, which once again, I'm like, I don't see why this is so fucking funny. Carl, we cut to, is talking to Austin and, um, uh, you know, Austin's like, or Carl's like, yeah, cleanse your palate, man. Um, yeah, none, like nothing makes sense or no. I think Austin's saying something about cleansing. Like, okay, I'm going to cleanse my palate. None of, sorry, you guys. I'm going to actually, no, I can't. This is live on YouTube too, so I can't cut this. Uh, it was Craig. Craig's talking to Austin and he's like, cleanse these wastes. He's like, cleanse your palate. None of that even makes, I don't, I don't even think, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm going to go away. And then we're back to Jessica, and Jessica's like, Corey likes me, I like Corey, and we're going to date, and I don't want to hear anything else. She says that on a talking head. We cut to Craig dancing, drunk, like Corey Feldman, when he went through that weird Michael Jackson phase that I don't think he's even out of yet. By the way, have I ever told you the story about when I saw Corey Feldman live in Newport Beach? An amazing night. There is a picture of me and Corey Feldman and one of his angels, because Corey Feldman now is a touring act. And he has the angels kind of like Hugh Hefner's playmates. And it's just not a successful version of that. But Corey Feldman has albums, you know, Corey Feldman, the actor from Goonies and, you know, stand by me. Great child actor. And then uh, his music's not as great, but I, I went to see him live and I, I recommend it for anybody. And he was like, I shit you not guys. There was this one song. He's like, I wrote this on 9-11 and then he like went into this like like kind of like an emotional song where he was doing michael jackson moves one of the weirdest nights i've ever had uh but craig is dancing like Corey feldman in the scene and uh they we cut to Lindsay going 
up to Austin, like directly up to like this is Lindsay Hubbard. She goes, hey, the new rumor you told people you I touched your dick that night. And he goes, uh, Austin's like, well, I, <laughs> you, you made you made an advance for it. And we get a flashback to Austin saying, she tried to grab my dick that night. Luke is there watching this. And Luke's like, what are you talking about? And what are you, he's like, what are you talking about? And Luke goes, did you grab his dick, Lindsay? And Lindsay goes, in the middle of eating McDonald's? I love that's her, like, there's no way that I could possibly touch a dick while I was eating. I was like, Lindsay, I had to break it to you. I've touched my own dick while eating McDonald's. Like, all fast food. I, I think at some point I have touched my own dick. So it is possible. I've done that. I've actually just, I even did that today just to see if it actually held up as a theory. But you can do it, Lindsay. Um and Luke goes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, uh, you, you know, okay. And Lindsay's like, oh, I'm very touchy-feely with everybody. And there was like, yeah, yeah. Austin and the talking head's like, Lindsay is usually like, yeah, I touched your dick. So what? Like, and Austin's like, but she's not doing that right now. We cut back to crypto Lindsay, Jessica babbling still about Corey. Um, then we go, because Carl comes up and Lindsay goes, oh, um, you know, all of a sudden putting my hand on his leg turned into touching his dick, which is a very important line because now this is Lindsay saying agreeing that she did put her hand on his leg if we're being technical. Um, but he, she's saying I touched, touched his dick. Like, and then also what if, what if like, what if Austin had now? I, I feel like a JFK com- conspiracy theorist here, but like, what if Austin had the bag of McDonald Mickey D's on his lap and, what if, you know, it's like, you know how those, when you get fries from McDonald's, you always like check the bottom of the bag for the ones that fell out of the container. What if Lindsay was checking for the fries that fell out of the fry box? Because I do that all the time. I'm always like going in to see what I dropped. So that could be, that could be a theory, you know? Um, so uh, Austin says, you know, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to stop talking. And Lindsay says, well, we do know Austin's mouth gets himself into a lot of trouble. And Gar- uh, Carl in a talking head says, listen, do I care? Austin is kind of generally the last couple of years been a fuckboy. I am confident with the story that Lindsay has told me is that they hung out and nothing happened. And he's like, I'm very secure in our relationship. And I do believe Carl is very secure in his relationship. And I also just don't think this is as huge of a deal as this episode wants it to be. Austin and a talking head goes, oh, man, I want to go back 48 hours and not talk. I shouldn't have said that. Which is like you should like potentially Austin should go back two years if he's going to go back 48 hours and maybe not do a lot of the stuff he's done. Like Austin is redeemable. We're all redeemable, maybe except for Kanye West. But other than that, and Luke says, well, maybe you did touch, but like you couldn't find his dick. And everybody's like, ha, ha, ha. So I love that all of a sudden we're joking that like, oh, Austin has a small wiener and maybe you did try to touch it, but it was small. I was like, sick burn, bro. Uh, we, they come back to the house. Uh, I always like these kind of little minutia scenes where they're coming in. I don't know. Like the more I watch reality shows, the more I like the minutia of watching people do simple things like walk into a house. Amanda all of a sudden gets up on the table. Paige tells Craig, I never want to be the couple to go to bed early. 
I never want to be the couple. And then we cut to Carl and Lindsay who went to bed early. And they're, you know, and Carl's like, God, Jesus, it's so loud upstairs because they're downstairs in Austin's room. But listen, they don't drink. If you drink, you want to stay up. You want to keep the the fire alive. You want to live forever when you drink sometimes. But they're in a different place. And I love pages. I never want to be like that. Uh, we, uh, Kyle is down in Carl's bedroom, uh, you know, going like, Hey, that was a lot tonight. We cut to Paige telling Craig in his room. He's like, Craig, if I found out when we were exclusive that you let somebody touch your dick and Craig goes, yeah, I would have broken up with you too. If that, I, I would have, yeah, I, uh, that way, you know, and then we see Amanda come down and hug Lindsay. I like how these people rebound also like. Like Lindsay was like, you're being very aggressive with that rumor. And now Lindsay's hugging, uh, um, Lindsay. Good night. Luke, by the way, classic Luke is doing laundry at this point. Cause that's what the kind of good duty is. He's like, yeah, man, I went to a bar. I skied all day, but I should wash my clothes. That's a good man. That's a good dude. Um, we cut to Jessica and Jessica crypto. Lindsay is like, Corey, are you going to come to bed? Are you gonna-? And by the way, uh, crypto Lindsay, Jessica, she's, she's hot. She's like, you know, Instagram hot. And by the way, she's not really promoted the show at all. I think she's very not happy to be on the show. And probably the thing with Corey does not end up well, unless they're together this whole time, which would blow my mind out of the water, but she lives in Los Angeles. And I happened upon, uh, I was hoping to like interview her, but it doesn't seem like she's doing interviews with anybody. And I watched one of her real estate videos. She sells real estate with another hot girl. And I think that's like their branding, like two hot girls that sell real estate. But I heard her talking on a podcast, not about anything Bravo, but about real estate. And I got to tell you, she came off really intelligent when it came to real estate. And I was just like, wow, that's wild. Like, you know, you're like, you know, okay, you, you could lead with intelligence because later on she says, People don't like Jessica. Guys probably don't like Jessica because she does. She leads with her intelligence. And I just thought, what a wild, weird comment. And I'm like, here's Jessica, or here is Crypto Lindsay, who is smart, but would rather lead with her boob or her butts. Not butts, plural. She had one butt, you know. Um, So, you know, like, Corey, come to bed. And he's doing shots with the boys. And he does a shot. He's like, goes into the bedroom with uh, Jessica. And then he's like, oh, wait a sec. I need water. And we cut to Lindsay and Carl sleeping. Then we cut to Corey back with the boys and they're going to do another shot, dude. Cause they are men. And they go, cheers to the boys. I love when dude, like, this is what I want. I want this. I want brotherhood like this. And Jessica's like, in a talking head, she's like, you can have me naked in our bed right now, but you would rather be with your boys. And listen, that's what sometimes, this is a two-weekend relationship. This is why I kind of feel bad for Jessica a little bit because she really has fallen for this dude that wears a pearl necklace. And he's like, yeah, man, you are awesome to bang. You are super hot. Like, and you seem like a pretty cool chick. But yeah, I do want to drink with my boys. You know, like I do want to do that. But he's like, okay, okay. And she she comes out. She's like, what's up? And she goes, I want to be serious with you. And, and they're having this conversation and he's like, you know what? Now's not the time to talk about this. And then we cut to uh, Craig, the, the pillionaire, the pillow king. He's in, he goes, hey, baby, you're my best friend. I love everything with you because you're my best friend. That's how Craig goes to bed tonight with, at night with Paige. 
He's a schmoopy. He's a sh- like you remember that episode of Seinfeld where like schmoopy. I love you, schmoopy. He's like you're my best friend. I have everything with you because you're my best friend. And we just see Paige on her phone. <laughs> we see the light from Paige's phone on her face because that's what you know. Paige is like legendary for is just laying there with her phone up, which is what we all do. Um, Kyle wakes up where the ne- next day. Um, oh no, sorry, we're in Kyle's room, and Kyle goes, "I love maple syrup." And Amanda is like, I don't care if you love maple syrup. I love the different relationships. You can tell this different stages that they're in. And Amanda and Kyle are in the, you know, they're not in the have sex mode. They're in the I love maple syrup. Oh, I I don't care if you love maple syrup mode. Uh, We cut to Carl uh, the next morning going, we need to get going. I'm excited to share this. I was excited to share this version of ourselves, but I am ready to get out of here. And I have to imagine it. It's that thing when you do have your life on this really nice track, this shit kind of like probably does interrupt that. And you get so excited to be back to your normal track. And that's why I get worried for these guys in this season of Summer House. And I cannot wait to see the trailer, which should be very soon because it comes out in February. And Lindsay in a talking head goes, this has been a very different experience than the last year. And we see a flashback of last year, just Lindsay getting hammered, telling Austin that he, you know, she loves him. And she goes, but I had fun. And that's all I care about. I love that there was a rumor about touching Austin's dong. And she's like, still like, but we had a good time. Now I'm going to go home and make some mocktails. We cut to six boxes. Bloop, 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 bloop. I love how they do this in Summer House, but they do it in Winter House too. So we see six different things happening. None of them great, but I, I just get excited about that kind of technology. I'm like, whoa, that must cost a million dollars. like Avatar. Holy shit. Six boxes. Um, Austin and Luke are like, let's get up, everybody. Come on. And Craig in a talking head goes, if anything, this trip has brought me and Paige closer than we've ever been. And I guess that ends after this trip's over. And I'm like, Craig, have you heard about airplanes? This is going to blow you off your pillow mining ass. Like it is like you, it's going to be okay. Um, Corey is on the phone with uh, the, the, you know, Pearl Jack, Pearl necklace trainer guy. He's on the phone with Brianna and Karen or Brian and Karee, his parents. And his dad goes, Hey, did you work out? Did you work out, son? He's like, yeah, I got a couple workouts in dad. And he's telling his dad, he talked to this real estate guy, he's going to open this gym in Charlotte, and he's talking about, yeah, I'm going to probably move down to Charlotte in March, or, you know, move there pretty soon. And in a talking head, he goes, me and Jess would be cool, like, as a relationship, but, you know, I don't know if there's going to be really time for that, because I'm going to move up to Charlotte in March. We cut to Kyle, and Kyle lets us know it's Gaper Day. And I'm like, holy shit, what's Gaper Day? And what it is, is people who don't, who know how to ski, make fun of people who don't. Gaper Day sounds stupid. Like, I'm just telling, I'm going to make fun of Gaper Day. Because Gaper, he's like, oh, best day of the year, man. Gaper Day. Like, what do you do? Like, like, just people are just like falling and hurting their knees. And Kyle's like, Gaper Day. <laughs> um, I also love this show's commitment to costuming. 
because this show, and I tell you, it works. It's an easy, easy trick, but they just have these guys in so many different costumes. Like there's always theme nights and this on Gaper Day, they're dressing up like a bunch of assholes. Austin's dressed like a banana. Everybody's wearing wigs. And I got to tell you, it works. I'm like, oh, man, Austin's a, Austin's a banana. <laughs> you know, like I get like a stupid giggle out of it. And I'm like, that's so dumb. Craig says, um, you know, in a car, in the car on the way over, he's like, with Lindsay sober, you know, that explosiveness with her isn't there. And Paige is like, yeah, she should stop drinking. Oh, she, she should stay that way. We cut to the other car with Rachel um, and the the other girls. And Rachel says, do you think Lindsay felt left out from the girls? And uh, I think she's driving with Sierra and uh, Crypto uh, Lindsay. And Sierra's like, yeah. And Rachel points out, sounds like someone else we know, Jess. Because Jess was just saying a couple episodes ago that she felt left out from the girls. And uh, Kyle, then we go to Kyle and he goes... Oh, man, there's going to be no more gnar on this mountain when we're done shredding. (laughs) You know, like when you come across a sentence that you've never said in your life, I've never until this moment said, there's going to be no more gnar on this mountain when we're done shredding. Man, to be this manly, it's got to be exhausting. We get a ski montage, whatever. You know, what's that? Salt Lakes had ski montage. I'm over the skiing. Corey hits Paige with a snowball. Um, and then uh, Kyle then says, are we going to shred this gnar or watch? And I'm like, "You, I get, like, are you talking to me? Let's shred the gnar. Luke, <laughs> Luke, Luke is an angel, dude. Luke points at a tree and goes, hey, there's sap coming out of that tree. The innocence, the innocence. Um, Jason says he'll take Rachel down the hill on his back with his skis. That's how good Jason is. Kyle is shredding gnar. We see Jess shredding gnar. Corey shredding gnar, which I guess is just skiing. Austin snowboarding. I'm not going to even say he shred gnar because I don't, I don't, I'm not going to give that to Austin. And I'm like, oh man, this is dope. And they, uh, Rachel goes, Jason's a good guy. You know, he did like, he is a good guy. He took her down the whole hill. Like physically, I just, I could, I would barely be able to take myself down the whole hill. Uh, Sierra makes it through the hill. We find out this was like a blue, blue trail, which is harder than an, I don't know, another color trail. So Amanda was proud that she did that. Anyways, um, the other guys go to shred Minar on a, a, you know, a a harder hill. And some of the other people go in to have snackies and, um, Austin's in a banana outfit and falls in front of Kyle and goes, Oh my God, he split banana, banana split. Yeah. Shred that gnar. (laughs) Sierra asks Rachel, are you and Jason going to drive back together? Are you guys getting serious? And Rachel's like, Hey, you know, he's a really kind person. Whatever happens, with us he'll always be my friend but we live pretty far from each other i think they live in new york but like she's like you know even a half hour that's a lot of time <laughs> you know like she goes i'm not really into long distance relationships i really dig rachel's whole vibe kyle says uh he you know he I, luke i guess says that was great now i need a brewski oh, man i've never said that either like well, i could use a brewski right now uh, Luke tells Jess, hey, you did a really good job of zigging and zagging up there. 
uh, she comes down from the hill and Jason's like, hey, how are you and Corey, by the way, Jess? And then we cut to Austin and Corey talking about the same thing. So this is the summer loving scene that we always see in these shows of like, tell me more, tell me more, did you get very far? Tell me more, tell me more, did he buy you a car? Because, you know, they'll have girls one way and guys one way, and we're cutting back and forth. So this is that type of scene that we see in reality shows all the time. And Austin and Corey, uh, Corey's like, she's moving fast and doing things like, you know, are you talking to other girls at home, Corey? And it's like, of course I am. Like, probably both are. Like, then we go back to Jess, and he, she's telling the guys, well, we've gotten into fights, but, like, that happens when you're dating someone. And Luke goes, you guys are dating? <laughs> Jason, you can just tell they're like, what? And she's like, are you kidding? Yeah, of course we're dating. Yeah, like... Are, are you kidding? Like, it's it's a really wild moment. And Jason and the talking head goes, um, this is a fun time, not for a long time in terms of their relationship. And Jason's been there, remember, with Lindsay. And uh, they say, well, we don't think it, you're dating. We think it's a hookup. And then Jason goes, maybe ask Corey what you guys are. And Jason says, are you hoping to leave here together? And Jess goes, in a perfect world, yeah. We cut to Corey, and he goes, yeah, I wouldn't say we're exclusive, no. And Jason, we cut back to him, he's like, well, you know, just keep it light. Keep it light. And Jess goes, I'm a female. We don't keep it light. He likes me, I like him. I don't have that many doubts. And I'm like, oh, shit. She is, like, intent. Like, she really wants his work. We cut to Amanda saying, oh, it's crazy. We're almost at the end of this crazy adventure. And they talk about raising kids one day, and they talk about, like, Amanda wants to go to the suburbs. Sierra would go back to the South. Rachel says she wants to die in New York City. And Paige says, well, I've never, you know, thought about living in the city or the surrounding areas with kids. You know, with Craig, maybe do I see myself moving to Charleston? I don't know. She's like, it's a lot of florals and smiling, and no one wears black. Everybody's basic beige, uh, you know, beige Betty over there. And she's like, black leather pants. Pants is like my whole, whole personality. She's very funny about it. They all come back in, do a shot, then they go back to the house. By the way, this is like we see Paige in the like the, Paige is in a full thong in one of the. I don't think I've ever seen Paige in a thong. In fact, I felt like almost protective, like a big brother, and I don't even love Paige. And I was like, whoa, Paige is like showing some major buttocks. I mean, it looked good, but I was just like, damn, like. That's why I would never be on a reality show. Like, you would see me coming out of the shower, and I would, like, have, like, 80 towels over me, and you would just see a towel man walking to the closet where there wasn't a camera so I could change into my basketball shorts. Uh, Luke, we cut to him belching in his room, and he's like, oh. Then we cut to Austin, and he's texting Olivia from Southern Charm. He's like, three more days. Are you ready to see me? And she's like, baby, I am. And he's like, I'll text you in the morning. Good night. They order sushi. We see that the house is a mess. Uh, Kyle eats a whole thing of wasabi accidentally, and that's a very exciting plot point. Then Amanda's like, okay, we're going to play truth, dare, or drink. And it's like a ping pong game where you either truth, dare, or drink. Jessica, by the way, knocks on Kyle's door. Crypto Jess. Crypto Lindsay. And she's like, do you have a second? And he goes, what's shaking? (laughs) And she goes, I wanted your advice about Corey. Um... Because earlier today, you seemed supportive. We flash back to this scene where Kyle is like, yeah, I mean, I like you guys together. And this is so amazing because it 
you know when you're in that relationship or want to be in a relationship with somebody and you're like, something is off here and you're just looking for confirmation from anybody that they like you? You know, like, so you'll talk to just random people. You'll talk to strangers on the street of like, let me tell you a story. Do you think if this is what's going on? Do you, and like always these people are in such an awkward position that they'll be like, yeah, I think you guys will end up together probably. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like they don't know they're, you know, so she goes, well, I was talking to Jason on the ski slopes and, and he was like, you know, take it slow, take it step back. And, you know, he's telling me to t- pump my brakes and people are being pessimists and minimizing it. You know, mainly Paige and Jason, they're minimizing me and Corey's relationship. We, uh, cut to Paige saying, uh, don't share your cards from the scene the other night to crypto Jess of like crypto Lindsay, like don't, don't show all your cards to the dude. Don't let Corey know that you like him this much. And Kyle's like, well, I'm glad you came to me. I'm kind of a philosopher. He's like, people are going to offer opinions. That's what our group does. Trust your heart. Do you. And Jessica's like, do me. Yeah, do me. I will. Like, it's what she needed to hear. In a talking head, Jessica's like, I want to tell the haters, just because your relationships suck, why would you want something to fail and not blossom? Why you haters in a new scene? This is the toxicity Bethany Frankel is talking about. So they're playing this truth pong and it's the guys against the girls and the guys get the first like question and they get the, you know, so they all ask, okay, ladies, when is the last time you had sex? And Amanda says, well, before we came here. So like, it's been, you know, 15 days for Amanda. They haven't had sex in the winter house. Um, Paige says, well, right before we played this game tonight, which is just weird. So that means they came back from shredding the gnar. We saw Paige in that G string, either post coital, post coitus, post coitus or pre coitus. Like Craig was a lug you in that thong. And then they must've done something. So she admits to having sex with Craig right before the game. Rachel says, well, yeah, 14 days ago, right before I got in this house. And Sierra goes 15 days ago. And Austin, I don't know how his brain goes. He goes, I can't bring my girl here, but she can bang it up. This does not make sense. Austin is truly living on Mars. And uh, Sierra's like, who cares? I'm single. You're single. Why can't I have sex? And Austin says, I can't bring my girl here. I can't bring. Sierra goes in a talking head. Two situations aren't even the same. What do you think? You're the last person I had sex with? And Austin says, and she was flirting with Corey before I came. And Sierra goes, I'm single. I never hollered at Corey. Then they flash back to them flirting. But who cares? She is single. She can flirt with whoever the fuck she wants to. We see this flashback scene. Corey says he's a Leo, which probably explains a lot about Corey, but I'm not really into the star. I don't really know astrology that well. Austin says, the hypocrisy of this house is unbelievable. And Sierra says, I'm allowed to fuck someone out of the house. And Austin says, I would be like, nice to meet you to Sierra's dude. (laughs) But no, she can't do that for me. And Sierra goes like, shut the fuck up. And she's like, all you do is put me in weird situations, Austin. And Paige says, seriously, Austin, how did that turn into that? And uh, we did a talking head where we see um, Sierra say, oh, we played this speed uh, game the other day. And the card came up between me and Austin. When was the last time you had sex? And he, you know, she hid that card. She's like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that. 
And so Austin purposely brought it up again because he was like, he's probably been, it's probably been eating him alive. And she says, um, Paige says, you haven't talked to her in four months. You were with her when you were with your, your girl. And then you never talked to her again. Remember on Southern charm at the dog wedding. And by the way, Paige explains this whole thing beautifully. She goes, Austin slept with her at the dog wedding. Um, because Olivia brought Zach that date that she went on a first date with. So Austin was drunk and pissed and then went and slept with Sierra and he, uh, they slept together that night. And all of a sudden the next day he ghosted Sierra and he went back with Olivia. Okay, cool. Paige says, then he comes to this house in Vermont and gets mad at Sierra for fucking someone 15 days ago. And he's pissed that he can't bring his girl. And Amanda says, Austin, go apologize because she stormed off. Go apologize. You can do that. They are so nice to him. They really do love Austin. And I, I'll tell you, Ariana from Vanderbilt Rules sticks up for Austin. Like, they all like this guy. And I'm like, there must be something to him besides the tallness that I'm not seeing. And I get it's like, it seems like this are just wild because you're like, you are so in the wrong. How do you not see this? But we're dudes. We don't see it. I don't know. So, um, we cut to Craig talking to Jason on the couch and Craig's like, if I were to describe Kyle, that's what he would be wearing that rugby shirt. And we see Kyle in a rugby shirt and it's like, yeah, man, I I kind of understand Craig's logic of like, I would describe Kyle as a guy that wears a rugby shirt. Like that's a very Kyle shirt. We cut to Austin knocking on Sierra's door. He's like, Sierra, 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 let me in. And she's like, don't come in here. Save your apology. I don't want it all. I don't want it. I don't have to defend myself. And I don't, I've, I've defended you, but you take every opportunity to come at me sideways. You know, like all you, all I fucking do is defend you. And you sit there in disbelief because you're a fucking asshole. And I literally stood out of bed and I was like slow clapped. And I got, you know, in the movies when you slow clap and try to get everybody to slow clap. I was like trying to get my dog to slow clap. I was like, yes, Sierra. She's like, step out of my room. And he's like, Okay. Huh. All the roommates can hear this, by the way. Austin's like, fair enough. Austin comes down. He's like, always fucking happens. And Kyle's like, what the fuck happened? And Austin says, she slept with somebody the day before she came. And Paige is like, and then he got pissed. And he's like, you're all so lame. This night is a dud. And Austin runs to his room and goes, throws himself on his pillow. I'm going to run and throw myself on the pillow and cry. <laughs> This is a dud of a night. <laughs> so funny, dude. <laughs> we, so we cut to Corey uh, feeling up Crypto Lindsay, you know, and then we cut to Paige talking to Sierra and she's like, I can't believe that he did. Austin did that, you know, like he actually has a girlfriend and Sierra says, yeah, bring the girl here so we can run laps around that simple bitch. We cut to Kyle and Amanda and Kyle's trying to tell her about the conversation with Jessica. he's like, yeah, she thinks he, she thinks Paige and Jason are deminimizing. No, diminishing, uh, like reducing their relationship. You know, to just a vacation hookup. We cut to Jess saying, can we cuddle, please, Corey? And we go back to Amanda and she's like, yeah, she's back and forth. And listen, what I think it is, is that Crypto Lindsay has been homeschooled. And I think that's where a lot of things happen. Like if you're homeschooled, your socialization is different. 
And then also being a girl on top of that and an attractive girl at that, I mean, her social skills must be completely out of whack for so many reasons because she probably gets attention for the boobs in the butt, but she grew up not going to school, not socializing in a way. So, I mean, it would be fascinating to talk to her about that period of time of, you know, how she did socialize and what, what were those socializations like when you grew up being homeschooled. Um, and, uh, it's 1.09 a.m. and Corey's like, good night, and leaves Jess room, Jess's room after they, you know, humped slash cuddled. And, you know, you can tell Jess is like, oh, why are you not sleeping with me? Paige says, um, come on. Like, um, uh, I want to hug Paige. Oh, I want. Oh, I think Craig just says something like he wants to hug Paige. He's like being like, oh, I want to hug you. Next day, Luke's already up in the kitchen cooking bacon. Craig says, that's the best smell in the world. And I was like, have you smelled one of my toots? (laughs) And uh, Corey's up. Jess has eye patches on. And he's like, why are you so up early? Because all the guys are going to go do this bike skiing thing. And they're going to go haul ass on these bike things. That's their words, not mine. But the girls plus Craig are going to go to the winery. Uh, but Jess decides to go to the bike thing because she's like, yeah, I want to try it. But really, in reality, she's going just because she wants to hang out with Corey. Um, and uh, I don't you know, care about it. You know, I would go to the winery, too. Jess in a talking head goes, now that the trip is almost over, I want to spend as much time with Corey as I can. Cause I love him, you know? And Luke says, Oh man, this view is my happiness. Just f- very simple. Uh, I love that guy. Corey says, you're officially a part of the boys, Jess, just without a dick, which is always the thing that the person you're in love with after two weeks, you want to hear them say, we cut to Craig at the winery. He's like, I'm ready for some wine. We cut to the bike. We cut to the wine tasting. Everybody agrees to get a charcuterie board. Craig really is like, Ooh, that sounds nice. A charcuterie board. Um, Amanda, Paige, Craig, Rachel, and Sierra are at the winery. We're watching them go down the bikes, and Paige lets us know she loves desserts. Great information is being exchanged. Tomorrow is Crypto Lindsay, Jessica's birthday, and Amanda tells them about Jess being upset with everyone in the house for not being supportive with her relationship with Corey. And she's, like, especially mad at Paige and Jason. And Paige is like, what? 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 And Rachel goes, yeah, like... She said, like, Jason was, like, kind of, like, you guys were laughing about it, and, you know, you guys were laughing at her, and Amanda says, I mean, it's, you know, it might not, I don't know, who knows, like, it's it's just been two weeks, and Rachel said, yeah, you know, in crypto, Lindsay Jessica said something mean to me, she said, you know, guys only like me for my boobs and ass, girls like you get to keep them later on in life. And she goes, you know, guys think you're smart, so they're not going to come to you first. They come to people like me first. That's really a really dark, mean comment that I can see the logic in it, but it's not something you would necessarily say out loud. And I believe that would be very hurtful to Rachel. And also, Rachel's hot. Like, and, you know, she also brings out, like, she's like, Rachel says, I went through my teen years, and we see pictures of her uh, as kind of a probably an awkward teen where she, she says, you know, it was hard for me to get guys. It was hard, you know, like I, I, it it was very painful growing up. And she said, especially I thought this was interesting. Um, she's like, guys either fetishize Asians or, or just not at all, you know? And I thought that was an interesting comment too. The thing about like, you know, if you had a guy friend of like, I'm just into Asians, which is weird, like a weird, I had a guy friend like that that said that it's like weird, you know, like not into people, I'm into Asians, you know? And that's gotta be really, 
hard to then like when you get guys, you're like, am I just a fetish to you? I, I thought that was interesting. Um, so they're like, well, I guess we need to have a talk with her. We cut to the guys. They're shredding gnar on bikes now. Um, the awkward scenes with Jess and Corey. We cut to Craig back and he's like, I want to take that mini fridge in my room home with me. And they talk about Craig being angry at the beginning of the trip. And Craig says, you know, I wasn't angry. I just don't like being told what to do. And I'm like, okay, but then that made you get angry. Like that's what that, that that's how feelings work, Craig. And Amanda says, I feel like you're yourself right now. Not that we, not that we don't like all sides of you. And I'm like, Amanda is so forgiving. Like she's forgiving to Austin for all these things. She's like, she seems like a really forgiving person. And Craig's like, I've come to realize that Paige is an extension of me. So how I behave affects that. And, um, Rachel says, I liked writing down the hill on Jason's back. I was like, okay, like, let's all just throw in. And Craig goes, how did you enjoy spending all this time with me, Paige? And she's like, oh, I like falling asleep and waking up with you. I like, I like it. And Craig says, this is more my speed, the wine drinking, just mellow. And Craig says, Austin sparked up so quick last night. And Sierra says, like, who cares whether I like flirted with Corey or not? And Craig goes, Dude, when you brought Corey into that, Corey's face was hysterical, which they should have cut to that, but they didn't. They must not have had that footage. Sierra says, I would never do that. Uh, but Austin does it to me every time. And Sierra says, I'm very much at a point where we don't need to have a relationship or a friendship. And that's the end of this. And next week is the season finale of Winter House. And we see Corey going like, dude, it's a fucking vacation. Like, I'm not going to be like... We're not going to be, you know, we've been just dating two weeks. And Jess goes, I'd like to be exclusive. And then Sierra is talking to Austin. Uh, Rachel says, Jess, you said something that made me feel really shitty the other night. And she's talking about that tits and ass comment. And then we see Sierra telling Austin, I am really done with you, Austin, where Austin is just sitting there in Kyle's like big Brett Michaels wig. And that was the end of that, you guys. And that's the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, a super long one, but you guys deserve it. Uh, please come join the Patreon and come join the festivities on Saturday. If you like the podcast, uh, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And for all you YouTubers, uh, subscribe or tell your friends. There's tons of content on here. And look at this. You can just make fun of my mustache or the hat I'm wearing. It's fun. Um, I'll talk to you guys on Monday, the other guys, where Dumois will be with us for our pop culture roundup. Bye, you guys. Betches.